at sacredheartradio.com. Tuesday, the 28th of November. Let's begin by praying a prayer, a blessing that Paul prays over the Ephesians in chapter 1 of his letter to them. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect in the fullness of time, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, Christ. Amen. I think that's one sentence. That's how Paul writes. But we are glad you are along here on the Sunrise Morning Show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. However you happen to be listening across affiliates and streams and apps and the like. I'm Matt Swaim. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. We'll talk to Father Boniface Hicks, get more thoughts on personal prayer and reflecting on our sinfulness in prayer. This is part of the conversation, right? Unfortunately. Marlon De La Torre will join us as well from the Diocese of Columbus. We'll get Advent resources from Father Frank Donio at the Catholic Apostolate Center. And then Dr. Benjamin Lewis from the International Commission on English and the Liturgy has uh, kind of an interesting thing to point out from the collect that we heard at Mass for Christ the King Sunday. Uh, a lot of you heard it in English. Some of you maybe heard it in Latin. He'll talk a little bit about something that happens in the Latin that's kind of hard to translate into English. So please do stay with us if you can. Right now, it is two minutes past. Here's Anna Mitchell with news. Good morning. Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms over the weekend. The Holy See Press Director, Matteo Bruni, said yesterday... The Holy Father has no fever and is in a good, stable condition. He said in order to facilitate the Pope's recovery, some important engagements scheduled for the next few days have been postponed so that he can devote the necessary time and energy to them. The Holy Father did meet yesterday with the president of Paraguay in Vatican News reports. The two focused on a number of issues of common interest, including peace, environmental issues and fighting poverty. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to pause fighting for another two days. Trey Thomas reports. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Hamas has agreed to release another 20 hostages over that time. The humanitarian pause has already brought a halt to the fighting together with a surge of humanitarian assistance. Kirby said he believes less than 10 Americans are still being held by the militant group. The White House is calling for a longer pause to allow the release of all hostages. I'm Trey Thomas. The custos of the Holy Land has applauded 
lauded the ceasefire and stressed that the reconciliation, that reconciliation requires recognizing the suffering of others. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports. In the interview, Father Patton expressed his hope that the truce may continue to hold and that all the hostages held by Hamas may be released, underscoring the important role played by the international community, especially of the countries that mediated the agreement. He noted that the truce shows that a path other than that of weapons is possible if the will is there. The Custis went on to note that in the dramatic context of the war, the humanitarian aspect is essential. Without the comforting humanitarian voice, he said, we cannot move forward because everything is reduced to political calculation and the use of violence. Asked about the role of Christians in the conflict, Father Patton said they represent a bridge between Israelis and Palestinians and can propose a path not only of moderation but also towards a future reconciliation. He insisted that the important thing at the moment is that the truce holds also to allow the various international actors to continue working so as to move from a truce to an armistice and then to a lasting political solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Deve esserci da parte di entrambi il riconoscimento del diritto all'esistenza dell'altro. There must be a solution that recognizes the right to existence of both peoples, in which each part recognizes the suffering of the other and also the dignity of that suffering, he said. Father Patton stressed the need for the international community and the world powers to support dialogue and accompany both Israeli and Palestinian political leaders to progressively change their approach. I am Lisa Zengarini. Around 100 million people on the East Coast are set to face freezing temperatures as a cold front hits the region today and tomorrow. The National Weather Service says high temperatures are expected to be as much as 20 degrees below average in parts of the Midwest, Great Lakes, and Ohio Valley, as well as areas of the East Coast. Parts of Texas and Florida are expected to be colder as well. Freezing temperatures in the 20s are expected in New York City with Washington, D.C. and Atlanta getting below freezing temperatures for the first time this year. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter is lying in repose at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library in Atlanta. The family has invited members of the public to pay their respects. Former President Jimmy Carter is planning to attend the memorial service for his wife tomorrow. He's reportedly in Atlanta after traveling from his hospice care to take part. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will also be attending the service. Rosalind Carter passed away at the age of 96. And Merriam-Webster's 2023 Word of the Year, authentic. The online dictionary said this year saw a substantial increase in searches for this word. It attributes that to more stories and conversations about AI, celebrity culture, identity, and social media. The announcement on Merriam-Webster's website says Authentic has several meetings, including, quote, not false or imitation, and, quote, true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. Matt, your thoughts? Uh, well, First of all, I, I can absolutely affirm that in a world full of AI, people are absolutely looking for what's authentic. Or in mm -hmm. a world where perhaps 
you wonder if somebody's saying something a certain way because they want you to click or they're trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. It matters to be an authentic person. Isn't it nice that this is like... Yeah. I thought it was like, going to be there's... some like weird uh, internet word. No. I mean, this is a good sign, I think. I, was, I saw something on the uh, the internet recently because sometimes I... Uh, I look at the internet for Sometimes research you do. On, yeah. on this program, and somebody says, you know, oh, there's this person that I don't recognize. They're a celebrity. Is this a new singer? And, you know, the 12-year-old in the room is like, no, that guy has a Bob stream on Twoozle, you know. What? He's a, he games and, you know, like the, the people who are famous now are famous for things I've never even heard of. I'm I glad the word authentic is our, yeah. is our word this year. Keep searching for authenticity, kids. Indeed. Indeed. The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Father Boniface Hicks, and he joins us from the Abbey in Pennsylvania, where he and many other monks are uh, praying for us and the church and the world all day, every day. Father, good morning. Oh, do we have Good morning, Matt. Great to be with you. Oh, good to have you. Uh, I wanted to talk today uh, because towards the end of your book, you you discuss this question of of uh, you know praying without ceasing, as we talked last time, but also this concept of sin being always before us. Now, that's actually a quote, uh, right, from the scriptures: "My sin is always before me." And this is something that I think a lot of us think about. But what's the difference between having our sin always before us and being scrupulous? Yeah, that's a, it's an important distinction. It's uh, as the the scripture Psalm fifty one uh, speaks about. My sin is always before me. That's of course uh, David's miserere, his uh, his expression of his own misery, which he's able to speak out. Of course, because he's really encountered God's mercy, as we know very well in his radical sin. He also has radical repentance, but he's just so very aware of. Uh, how broken he is and how deeply he is in need of God's mercy. Scrupulosity has a way of uh, focusing on my sin as a, a form of perfectionism, a fixation on uh, sin as if I could overcome it on my own and finally be rid of it, whereas the expression of that verse of the psalm is more about the constant awareness or the, uh, the constant need that we have of God's mercy just knowing how on my own I, I can break the whole thing, I can blow up the whole thing, how, uh, how deeply I need him to be with me at all times. I, I always love the, uh, the post-communion prayer of Padre Pio, stay with me, Lord, uh, you know how easily I forget you. And it's that kind of uh, awareness of our weakness, of our limitation, of our, of our brokenness, and that's, uh, that's also expressed itself in actual sinful behaviors in uh, in our lives so many times. But it's that, that constant need of God's mercy. So it's, uh, scrupulosity has really become self-centered and, and pulls us into ourselves. This expression of knowing our sin always draws us into relationship, places us uh, with, with arms open, hands open, and arms outstretched towards the only one who can really carry us through this. Well, it is amazing to me how many ways there are to get this 
relationship with God and our sin being before us wrong, right? (laughs) There are, uh, you know, perhaps some who would say, well, there's no sin. There's just uh, you feeling bad for things that you shouldn't really feel bad about, right? And you should just sort of move on and accept and love yourself. Well, you know, in some ways, yes, but in some ways, there are things that you've done that you probably should not have done and should not continue to do. And then, of course, you've also got uh, a more um, Calvinist total depravity mindset, which is just you are rotten to the absolute core, no matter what you do, no matter how many times you ask for forgiveness. It's just snow on a dunghill, right? And the only way you're squeaking into heaven is if Jesus blocks God's sight while you sneak in the door. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but uh, but in, you know, there there is a balance that the church strikes here between realizing our sin, realizing our need for mercy, and and realizing that God really does do something to us to regenerate us when we bring those things to Him. That's right. I, I think to to really hold on to the dimension of relationship, which is, I think the Calvinist approach turns into a kind of transactional. You know, uh, Jesus sort of whitewashes people on the way by. He doesn't actually develop a relationship with them. But the the church's sense is really that uh, in that it's a that it's relational, that my arms are outstretched, that he takes a hold of them, that we embrace each other, that we gaze upon each other face to face, that he doesn't, that Jesus doesn't let our sin interfere with, but actually even become a pathway towards a deeper communion with himself, insofar as we don't hide those things like Adam in the garden, uh, and we bring them out before him, then he can deal with those things and bring healing and transformation to us, and then that which separated us actually comes to bond us more tightly together. I was like the image of two people being tied together by a rope, and then sin is like cutting the rope, but then reconciliation is like tying the rope together, and now it's shorter than before, and the two people are closer than they were before. And that's what Jesus is doing with us, and so our awareness of that rope, which has been uh, cut and repaired so many times, is uh, is part of the, the Catholic approach to understanding my sin is always before me. And that is to say, divine mercy is always before me. And that is to say, reconciliation and deeper communion, which is a pure gift, is always before me. And and that's already the beginning of heaven in a, in a real way. Yeah, I've heard uh, lots of rope-like analogies. I've heard one with like a lot of different strings attaching you to God. And when you cut you know, lots and lots of them. And sometimes when you're looking to someone who's in need of mercy, you got to find the one thread that they've still got attached, <laughs> you know, and figure that, use that as yeah. a way to figure out how to help them uh, seek reattachment on the others. Uh, but, you know, lastly, before we let you go, I wonder if you could just briefly mention the Jesus prayer and how it taps into this. Yeah, the, the Jesus prayer, uh, which is especially celebrated in the Christian East, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, mentions, of course, and, and we, you know, we would pray this even thousands of times a day, potentially, uh, certainly a hundred times, you know, at some point in the day. Uh, we're, we're saying over and over again that we're a sinner, although we're, we're also putting God's mercy right next to that. Have mercy on me, a sinner. I'm constantly aware of my need for his mercy because I'm constantly aware of my, uh, my, my own sin the ways that I have sinned, the ways that I can sin, and the ways that I'm always inclined in that direction, but that I can hold on to him 
in the midst of that. And that's the real hope and beauty that's expressed in that prayer. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's a it's a, a wonderful reflection, too, for people who feel far away or feel like maybe they're flipping through the channels listening to this and thinking, I'm, I should go back to church, but, you know, I'm a terrible person. They'll never let me in there. Just so you know, they let the rest of us in. So, uh, <laughs> Amen. C- come on back and fall upon the mercy of God. He wants to. He wants to uh, bring that mercy to you. So, the book is called Personal Prayer: A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love. Father Boniface Hicks, thank you as always. We've got your book linked in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. You too, Matt. Thanks so much. All right, we're back with headlines right after this. It's sixteen past. Support is from Solidarity Healthshare. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything? even things that violate your beliefs? Have you ever felt there has to be a better way, but didn't know you had any options? If you answered yes, I've got some good news for you. There is a better way and a more affordable way. Solidarity HealthShare can save you hundreds of dollars each month while actually supporting your beliefs. Because the best news is that Solidarity HealthShare costs a whole lot less than insurance. It's time to jump in and put your money where your faith is and put some money back into your wallet at the same time. Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-334-3245. That's 844-334-3245. Solidarity HealthShare. 844-334-3245. Business owners are starting to think outside the box to find new customers. You can reach millions of engaged Catholic listeners by underwriting the Sunrise Morning Show. Each weekday morning, listeners across the U.S. and around the globe can hear your message for your business, ministry, or nonprofit on the Sunrise Morning Show. To find out how it works, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. One time somebody said to me, why don't you air these people? And I said, no, because I don't think they're Catholic. He says, by what right do you have to say that? I said, I own the network. (laughs) Mother Angelica Live Classics. Tonight, 8 Eastern on EWTN Television and Radio. 18 past. Here's Anna with headlines. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to a pause in fighting for another two days. Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms over the weekend and is keeping a more limited schedule until then. And a Catholic priest and missionary in Mali has been released after a year of being held hostage by Al-Qaeda-linked militants. Praise God for that. I know, right? So uh, this, is, uh, this is something we continue to keep before you. You know, and this is something that you don't hear about on other media outlets, uh, these constant stories from around the world of the persecuted church in places like uh, China and Nicaragua and, of course, Nigeria, which is right at the top of the list, mm-hmm. and uh, the way that the church in the Holy Land is trying to give aid in the Israel-Gaza conflict and all these things that are going on uh, there are like hundreds of people 
that are crowded into the one Catholic church in Gaza. They're trapped there. They have no homes. Gaza has been completely destroyed. And these Christians are, are packed into this parish, this one parish. Well, there are things happening all over the world that we have a unique opportunity to be able to share and talk about here on Catholic Radio here on the Sunrise Morning Show. We're grateful to EWTN for the opportunity. We're grateful for your local Catholic Radio affiliate for the opportunity. And I know that a whole bunch of people have their hands out today. Like, I've gotten... Oh, yeah, it's Giving 700, Tuesday. <laughs> 700 emails from various nonprofits <laughs> this morning. Uh, but I do uh, encourage you, in the mix of all of that, I know there's so many incredible, great groups doing awesome work. You hear about uh, a lot of them here on the Sunrise you, We Show. highlight a lot of them here. Yeah. Uh, but please do consider your local Catholic radio station uh, in your giving on Giving Tuesday. Please consider the Sunrise Morning Show. We're a product of a local Catholic radio station. We're listener-supported. You can give to us at sunrisemorningshow.com. Click on the Donate button. And don't forget... That uh, the reason it gets to your affiliate from here to there is EWTN, and I know they'd appreciate your support as well. So, thanks for that. Yeah, happy That's Giving Tuesday. Sell, but just want you to remember us today on Giving Tuesday. It's twenty-one past. If you're planning to give an end-of-the-year gift to Sacred Heart Radio, we are grateful. And there are several ways to give, including a stock gift through your IRA or a donor-advised fund. There's planned giving, employee matching funds. You can send a check, donate online, and more. Contact your financial advisor for more information on the tax benefits of donating to Sacred Heart Radio. And to see and read about all the ways to give, visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click on Ways to Give. Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Rua Wood Psychological Services, integrating psychological science and the truths of our Catholic faith with offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. More information at 513-407-8878 or rwpsych.org. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Twin Dental of Cincinnati. Since 1986, twin brothers Drs. David and Michael Rothen have been providing superior dental care in a relaxed and comfortable setting for the entire family. The Twin Dental Doctors utilize advanced dentistry techniques from sedation to implants and the latest in cosmetic options to preserve and beautify smiles. Twin Dental, located just off the I-275 exit at Hamilton Avenue. For a complimentary evaluation, 513-825-6111 and online at twindental.com. Why wait in endless lines at the pharmacy when Brozart Pharmacy, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can fill your prescriptions in a timely manner with high quality. Brozart Pharmacy, fast, friendly service without the wait at brosartpharmacy.com. Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at DaytonLife.org. That's DaytonLife.org. You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at FortMitchellGarage.com. It's 23 minutes past the hour. You're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Happy to have you along with us, whether you're listening on the radio, on the live stream, on the Sunrise Morning Show app, or if you're watching us on YouTube or via sunrisemorningshow.com. Thank you so much for joining us on this Giving Tuesday. Marlon De La Torre joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show, Senior Director. 
senior director of the Department of Evangelization for the Diocese of Columbus. He writes at knowingisdoing.org. Marlon, go Bucks. Any go Bucks. No matter what, right? It doesn't matter. We we will still march on. We persevere. We persevere that's right. indeed. It's okay. It's three years in a row, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad okay. we have each other on these right. on these right. mornings we, after we, 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 <sighs> we it, it is it is in preparation for Advent. I'll indeed. Indeed. Right. <laughs> Advent. Yes. Advent, the topic of our discussion this morning. Mm. You know, we know that Advent is a, a season of preparation ahead of Mm -hmm. Christmas. However, when you think about it, that doesn't quite make sense, does it? I mean, why would we need four weeks of prep to Mm -hmm. celebrate Mm -hmm. this one feast day that happened one day like 2,000 years ago, as momentous of a day Mm -hmm. as that was? I mean, no doubt about it. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think we need to Mm -hmm. enhance our understanding here. What exactly are we preparing for during Advent? That's a great question. I think when you look at the the way the church has constructed itself liturgically and how our our basic identity is is directed towards a, a divine being, something omnipotent, something wonderful, we, we look at Advent as that entryway to really place ourselves before the throne of our Lord and to really admire what he's done in bringing his son into the world. And so when you do that, th- there's an awe and wonder, but also there's a sense of, oh, wait a minute, I-, I need to prepare to receive him. Mm-hmm. And this is significant when-, when you look at Advent or the dawning or the spawning of something new at this great uh, like manifestation of an event for us. And when you look at Advent, really it's a, it's a preparation for ourselves to uh, be receptive of the gift that God has given us in his son. That means our awareness of ourselves, our intellect, our will, our mind, heart, and soul. Uh, are we properly disposed? Are we properly prepared to receive him, to receive him with joy? And that means sin. That means uh, what do we need to do to address our nature, our, our fallen nature? How do we uh, look at the opportunity to renounce or reject any uh, any sin because we, we are expecting something great? So in order to be expected of something beautiful, we can't have anything impede that. We can't have anything just get in the way of that. So we have to separate ourselves from, from that sinful nature that uh, that tends to dwell around us and prevents us from seeing just a true gift of the birth of our Lord. Well, let's dig into that a little bit more because a lot of people think that, you know, preparing for Christmas means putting up Christmas lights, getting your Christmas tree, mm-hmm. you know, decked out and, I don't know, finding your Christmas cookie cutters. <laughs> um, what is necessary in this process of preparation because Christ is coming for all of us mm-hmm. at the end of our lives, uh, mm-hmm. let alone the second coming um, at the end. So, so what goes into to this renunciation of sin? Well, first and foremost, that you love him more than your own sins. So to, to unpack that a little bit, it's when you look at this preparation for our Lord, we have to ask, what is blocking me from loving him? What do I need to do to become aware more of my own faults, uh, even my own wounds that may get in, 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 in the way of, of, of embracing his love and really cherishing what he's done for us? So first and foremost, uh, a general examination of conscience. And what I mean by that for our listeners is really take yourself into a place where you can ask, what have I done to not be charitable to my own family, to my, my spouse, my children, my coworkers? What, is there, what if there's something that is not allowing me to really 
forgive someone who needs forgiveness or serve someone in need. Uh, those are general examinants that you can do for yourself. Also, just what have I done to prepare prayerfully for the coming of our Lord? Is, is my proper disposition in prayer uh, strong? Uh, even from a, a simple Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be, or 10, 15 minutes of silence, or more importantly of all, even meditating on Scripture, Lectio Divina. And for our listeners, Lectio Divina is a basic process of contemplating, meditating, reading prayer, and really focusing on what the message of the gospel, for example, is telling us, say, in Matthew 25, or looking at the great uh, Luke 15 discourse of the prodigal son, for example. These are things that we can take to heart to see how can I prepare myself for the coming of our Lord, or even looking at Luke's gospel and the whole uh, narrative between Gabriel and Mary and welcoming her and allowing her to say, well, she is the mother of God. These simple things are meant to really place ourselves before the anticipatory coming of our Lord. Yeah, and even if the Lord doesn't come for us specifically uh, Mm -hmm. in the next, you know, four, four and a half weeks, uh, how will all of this help us then better celebrate the birth of our newborn king on the feast of Christmas? Oh, great question. I think if, if of our listeners here, all of us are baptized, God willing, and we, we understand hopefully that baptism is the entryway. It, it is a confirmation of our faith to, to believe in God, to be a, a Trinitarian people. And if that grace of baptism continues to strengthen us and grow in us, then uh, Advent makes sense. But then Beyond Advent, it makes even further sense because there, there, there is a an entrance to a finality to a beginning. And what I mean by that is, as we wait for our Lord to come again, we anticipate His birth, but He will come again. In that in-between phase of our life, we are strengthening ourselves to seek that final coming or that seek that final destination. And, and that's what we hope for. That's what we uh, aspire for, is that our Lord in the end will bring us home, that we may be with Him in eternal happiness and eternal joy. And so that, for our listeners, should be really the uh, the awe and wonder and the desires like, yes, yes. That, that awaits for me, that that's what I so desire for my children, my wife, my family, friends, whoever, that that is the key for all this. We've been talking to Marlon De La Torre. You can find knowingisdoing.org linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Marlon, thank you so much and go Bucks. Thank you, Annie. Go Bucks. All right. It's half past the hour now on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's time for news. Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms over the weekend. The Holy See Press Director, Matteo Bruni, said yesterday... The Holy Father has no fever and is in a good, stable condition. He said in order to facilitate the Pope's recovery, some important engagements scheduled for the next few days have been postponed so that he can devote the necessary time and energy to them. Pope Francis did meet yesterday with the president of Paraguay. He's looking forward to a trip this weekend to the United Arab Emirates for the COP summit. Israel and Hamas have agreed to pause fighting for another two days. Trey Thomas reports. National Security Council spokesman. It appears that soundbite is not going to work. So we will move on. The, the pause in fighting will happen for another two days for the release of hostages. And the last Latin patriarch of Jerusalem has applauded the ceasefire and the release of hostages so far, calling it a first step toward ending the war in the Holy Land. 
Cardinal Pierre Batista Pizzaballa said that said to Vatican News that even if displaced people want to return, this possibility does not exist currently in Gaza. He said, quote, Christians who are locked inside that small church compound can hardly take it anymore. But as long as there are no clear political perspectives or clarity about the next phases, this is still not possible and can also be dangerous, end quote. In other news, around 100 million people on the East Coast are facing freezing temperatures today as a cold front hits the region today and tomorrow. The National Weather Service says high temperatures are expected to be as much as 20 degrees below average in parts of the Midwest, the Great Lakes, and Ohio Valley, as well as areas of the East Coast. Parts of Texas and Florida are expected to be colder as well. Freezing temperatures in the 20s are expected in New York City with Washington, D.C., and Atlanta getting below freezing temperatures for the first time all year. A Catholic priest and missionary in Mali has been released after a year of being held hostage by al-Qaeda-linked militants. From Vatican Radio, Joseph Tollick reports. The German missionary Hans-Joachim Lora had been living in Mali for more than 30 years when he was kidnapped last November. Diplomatic and security sources attributed his disappearance to the al-Qaeda-linked Islam and Muslim support group. Now, however, he has been released. His freedom was apparently negotiated directly by the German government, which brought him straight back to the country on a special flight. The Vatican news agency Fides notes that the circumstances surrounding the freeing of Father Lora are not clear. Germany still has a military contingent in Mali as part of the UN peacekeeping mission in MINUSMA. It will be phased out at the end of the year, as requested by the military, which took power in a coup in 2020. Father Laura's release, which occurred on Sunday evening, was announced by representative of the Malian government and by church officials, who spoke on condition of anonymity. In the course of his 30 years in Mali, Father Laura, known locally as Hayo, had worked at the country's Islamic Christian Formation Institute and been director of its Faith and Encounter Center. He was on his way to celebrate Mass for a community of religious sisters in Kalabankura when he disappeared. Father Laura is the second German to be released in the Sahel in less than a year, after aid worker Jörg Langer, who was kidnapped on the 11th of April 2018 in western Niger and released in December 2022. A number of foreign hostages, including a South African and an Italian couple with their son, are still being held in the region. They hope to soon join Father Laura in gaining their freedom. I'm Joseph Tullock. President Biden is rolling out new actions in an effort to strengthen U.S. supply chains. While speaking from the White House yesterday, Biden announced he launched a new council focused on ensuring supply chains remain secure and diversified. Other actions include the creation of an early warning system to spot supply chain risks and invoking the Defense Production Act to make more essential medicines in America and mitigate drug shortages. That's the news. You're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35 past the hour. Family, please know that Sacred Heart Radio has never sold or shared our mailing list with anyone. So when you donate or sign up to receive our newsletters, be confident that Sacred Heart Radio will not sell or share your information with other organizations. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Water heaters, plumbing repair, and drain cleaning backed by Schneller Knockelman's 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
Schneller and Aquaman at skpha.com. skpha.com. Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Sunset Janitorial Supply, a Catholic family business supplying the tri-state cleaning industry with commercial cleaning supplies, personal hygiene, equipment, and even machine repair. Free delivery to your business. More information at sunsetjanitorialsupply.com. It's 24 minutes before the hour on this feast of St. Catherine Laboray, Tuesday, November the 28th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller Nachman Plumbing, Heating, and Air online at skpha.com. Definitely bundle up again. It's cold. Right now, temperatures in the lower 20s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, it'll be mostly sunny and breezy today, a high of 31, but we'll feel like we're in the 20s all day. Tonight, a few clouds and an overnight low of 19. Mostly sunny and milder tomorrow with a high of 46 degrees. For the Miami Valley, Dayton area, some morning clouds and flurries possible, then partly sunny today with a high of 30. Partly cloudy skies tonight and an overnight low of 18. Mostly sunny and warmer tomorrow with a high around 43 degrees. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Always great to catch up with Father Frank Donio from the Catholic Apostolate Center. We've got them linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. You're definitely going to want to link to them uh, because of today's conversation. Father Donio, good morning. Good morning, Matt. I'm really thrilled to talk to you about Advent resources for the Catholic Apostolate Center. I want to get into why it's so important for us to really be thinking about this stuff before Advent happens. But what do you have available um, on your Advent page through the Catholic Apostolate Center? Well, we have a whole, uh, this is one of our most, would you believe, this is one of our most popular uh, pages, resources. I saw pages, it. I, I absolutely year, believe year it. Year <laughs> after year, because yeah. there's not a lot of resources out there. There's plenty of things for Lent, although that's one of our very popular pages as well. But our Advent and Christmas resources are really the ones that people also very much look for. And so we have uh, a guide to the liturgical season. Um, so that people can make the most of it. Uh, and, and also we have activities for youth and for young adults that are age appropriate. We have a number of recordings of the Sunrise Morning Show, but we also have Advent traditions and meanings, the meanings of those traditions. We have a number of prayers. We have a, a set of our blogs and an ebook uh, that were just around the Advent and Christmas seasons, but also a, a history of Advent, the symbols and customs of Advent. Too often, Advent just goes right by. Or, you know, when you see the use of an ad Advent wreath in popular culture these days, it's usually a thing that's just filled with gifts, which is a longstanding custom. Usually it was candy. But now it's, it's just all sorts of things that have nothing to do with faith, nothing to do with, yeah. with preparing for Christ. It's just give me more gifts. And it's, I don't, it's a totally a bad thing, but that, unfortunately, that's kind of the use now in popular culture of the of Advent wreath, when we know that that custom, uh, which has kind of come into the church over time, is, is really meant to be 
uh, a circle uh, so showing the evergreen is, is eternal life. Um, the green is a symbol of hope. And then the candles, the purple, you know, symbolizes waiting. Also, there is some penance within Advent, which people don't necessarily think about. It's not as deep penitential season as, as Lent. And then the, the rose candle is, is symbolizing rejoicing. We're almost there, Gaudete Sunday, and, and moving us closer and closer to, uh, to the celebration of Christmas. But Advent has a dual piece here because it's about Christ coming at the end of time and also the celebration, the remembrance of Christmas. I think it's it's both of those that we're waiting for. We're waiting for to celebrate the incarnation, but also waiting for Christ to come at the end of time. And uh, if you've never put those two and two things together, go back and sing Joy to the World and think about the second coming, because yes. that's really you know, what those lyrics are pointing to. I just want to highlight a couple of the things that, that jumped out to me that I'm really excited about seeing. You have a, um, a, this whole document on Advent activities for youth and young adults, and I love how mm -hmm. you have it broken up uh, for – ages 3 to 11, like here are good activities for that mm -hmm. age group. Here are good activities for 12 to 19, uh, 18 to 35, and so on and so forth. Um, because I, I think sometimes people are like, what is an Advent activity for kids? And yes, we sort of throw a blanket thing and like, you guys have done a good job uh, of really collecting some things that are uh, really targeted catechetically towards certain age groups yes. um, instead of just sort of broadly doing a kid activity. No, we we had we had people who are experts in uh, in in catechetics as well as experts in uh, education, just in general, uh, to take a look at this and to help us with this. But all, all of whom were, were faithful Catholics who would who wanted to help people become uh, really enter into this season because it's a season that can just just we could just go right through very quickly. And rather than taking the time in working over the years with college students, it's always at the time of finals. And so it, it and, and the end of the semester and going home for Christmas, for all these kinds of things. And Advent can just go by uh, rather than it being a time of, of prayer, of preparation, of waiting, of deeper encounter with Christ our Lord. Yeah, you talk about in those young adult uh, activities, some uh, you know great times to try and inc invite them to silence, uh, right? But silence yes. in community, uh, right? Yes. Uh, because what does finals do often but isolate people with their <laughs> yeah. with their own stress? I mean, it really is kind of a wild time for for young adults. But, but little yeah. kids love love Advent wreaths. You know, so like put put one together. You know, it doesn't take it's, it doesn't take a lot to put little. Put yeah, you one know what together. little kids really love. They love when you put one in the middle of the dinner table, and they get to yes. set something on fire every night. They <laughs> yes. love it. And 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 but there's an opportunity right there for prayer, for for focusing in on on Christ, and and you know of course saying grace before meals, but also this this extra prayer time that really says, oh, this is a different. It says to the kids, this is a different time. And, and we're and and why are we doing it? And what do these colors mean? And and what does this this uh, evergreen mean? All of these things, I think, are are ways in which we can help children enter into it. and and the family can do this together. 
This is not something that you have to go to church and do. It's something that can be done, as you say, right on the dinner table. Well, and I love that, uh, you know, that's part of these categorical resources that you have. You also have, if anybody's interested in some of the psychology about this, wherever the age groups are broken out, you also talk a little bit about what stage of learning people are in different age groups and why these things work really well for different age groups. There's just a ton. I mean, a ton of great stuff uh, on your website. Father Frank Donio, if our listeners want to connect with you and tap into all this stuff, which is, it's all free. Uh, how do they it's do It's all so? free. Just go to catholicapostolatecenter.org, scroll down on that page, and you'll see Advent Resources, and click right there. All right, and it's linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. And uh, just so you know, we try and steer you towards as many free things as possible. But the only way that people are able to give you things for free is because somebody generous is behind them saying, we believe in this resource, and we want to make sure other people are able to get it for free. So that's my Giving Tuesday appeal for people like Father Frank Donio and the Catholic Apostolate Center. So if you want to generously support him so he can give free Advent stuff to other people, I would encourage you to do so. And if you want to support the Sunrise Morning Show, so that we can continue to be free to anybody who's flipping through the channels, then uh, please consider a gift at sunrisemorningshow.com as well. Or all the wonderful things that surround you. I bet you there's some of you who have given almost nothing to your parish this year. Don't forget your parish on Giving Tuesday as well. I'm sure there's some incredible things going on that you don't even know about in your own parish community. We're back with headlines right after this. It's a quarter till. Support is for MediShare. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Got a coffee lover on your Christmas list this year? Give them the gift of Mystic Monk Coffee. The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have a number of seasonal blends that would make for a great Christmas morning brew. And when you purchase it, after clicking the Mystic Monk link at sunrisemorningshow.com, you support the monks and the show. If your coffee lover is also a fan of the Sunrise Morning Show, pick up a mug or travel mug for them in our online store. Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. That's sunrisemorningshow.com. EWTN's religious catalog has terrific suggestions for Christmas gifts. Women Made New. Reflections on adversity, transformation, and healing by Kristalina Evert features the captivating stories of 12 women who overcame personal trials to become champions for the kingdom of God. The Women Made New book and DVD set is one of many great Christmas gifts from EWTN religious catalog. For more, visit EWTNRC.com today. 
Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday, the 28th of November. Here's Anna with headlines. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to pause fighting for another two days. Meanwhile, the Latin patriarch of Jerusalem has applauded the ceasefire and the release of hostages so far, calling it a first step toward ending the war in the Holy Land. And Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms over the weekend. Next newscast coming up at the top of the hour. Right now, it's 13 till. The Sunrise Morning Show continues as we come off of the Feast of Christ the King and head towards Advent. It's a good time to look at some of the liturgical translations that are in the mix here with Dr. Benjamin Lewis, Director of Translation Services for the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, known as ISIL. Dr. Benjamin Lewis, good morning. Doing well. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great, and uh, we just came off of the Feast of Christ the King, and you've been doing some really neat work in sort of pointing out um, that overlooked blurb that happens in the Mass, the Collect Prayer, right, which swaps out on big feast days. That's right. uh, You had some stuff to point out about the Collect for the Feast of Christ the King uh, that some of our listeners might not have noticed. That's right. So I want to just read to you the Collect Prayer, which you might have uh, you might have missed at the beginning of Mass yesterday, and um, I want to talk a little bit about tenses. I know we've talked before about tenses in these collect prayers, and sometimes you have a, a movement from past action to present request to future hope. Um, so I want to think a little bit about um, the tenses of the collect prayer for Christ the King Sunday. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. All right, so... Uh, we got a bunch of different things going on there, <laughs> and uh, we we actually, interestingly enough, uh, start out with some eschatology. So, uh, the at least in the English, the first thing is uh, the final goal, which is the restoration of all things in Christ, and then we sort of talk about ourselves a little bit. But how do these tenses play out in the Latin? Yeah, so I, I want to focus on just that first relative clause, uh, whose Almighty, ever living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son. Uh, in English there, we have it as a present tense. God's will is to restore all things. But what's interesting is that in the Latin of the prayer, it's actually a perfect tense, voluisti. So it's God, uh, He, you have willed to restore all things in your beloved Son. But the interesting thing about Latin is uh, Latin has one one tense uh, that where English would have two tenses. So Latin has a perfect tense, which we could translate as a simple past tense in English. So if you think of something like yesterday I ate breakfast, that's a simple past. Uh, today I have eaten breakfast. We could we could call that a, a present perfect. In Latin, there's just the one tense for both of those ideas. So when we see a perfect tense in Latin, we could translate it as a simple past. God willed 
to restore all things in Christ, or we could translate it as a present perfect. He has willed to restore all things. Um, and so that it, frequently in, in liturgical texts, that present perfect sense is very much uh, to the fore in these prayers. So if you think about um, we're, we're commemorating liturgically uh, the fact that Christ not just was the king of the universe, but he is, he was and is and always will be the king of the universe. So we can sometimes kind of play with the tenses a little bit um, and, and treat this as a present perfect rather than a simple past tense. It's not just that God willed it once in the past and it's done with, and, and, and that's the end of it. It's that it was his will and it is his will and it will continue to be his will for all time. Um, so we, we, an earlier draft of this prayer we actually translated it as a present perfect. You have willed to restore all things in your beloved son. But then we, we pushed it even a little further to say, uh, oh, almighty ever living God, whose will is. Um, and we, we've kind of, we pushed it a little bit further into the present tense um, because I think we're on pretty firm theological grounds, right? God's will doesn't change. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he willed it in the past, he has willed it, and he is, it is his will. Um, so that's... Well, it, that's you're dealing with a... Well, you're dealing with a few different things. So his will is eternal, because he is eternal, right? Right. And uh, in English, uh, this is a, is is a state of being verb. And what is right. the first person uh, singular of the state of being verb, but am, right? Like, right. I am, <laughs> right? So whose will yeah. is. So just as he is, right, his will is. Uh, you know, I imagine that this is a little bit a little bit tricky and quirky when you're dealing with someone who is eternally in the present tense. Right, right. Yeah, so... so so we've got so we've got this sense that it's not just a past will but it's but it's something that continues into the present very cool what a neat insight uh this is again the colic prayer for christ the king sunday and as it stands currently translated almighty ever-living god whose will is to restore all things in your beloved son the king of the universe grant we pray that the whole creation set free from slavery may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. I suppose we could have a whole other segment on what it means <laughs> for people to set free to then go and render service. <laughs> but that's yes, another question yeah. for another time. Dr. Lewis, if our listeners want to uh, find out more about you, and especially if they want to get the Divine Office hymnal, perhaps as a Christmas gift for somebody, how do they do so? Yeah, you can reach out to us on the web at icellweb.org, and the Divine Office hymnal is currently being published by GIA. Very cool. And it's linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Dr. Lewis, thank you as always. Have a great day. Thank you, Matt. You too. All right, Anna Mitchell. Yes, Matt. Christmas gifts. There are lots of cool ones that I'm sure that people are hearing about here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Uh, next hour, we're going to point people towards a cool project on Formed um, that yes. teaches your kid to sort of draw their way through Advent. Uh, the goal is to do a little, something a little different than actually happening on other I'm going to encourage people so. if you don't usually tune in to our video live stream to do so because the first interview of our next hour oh, are you gonna have some uh, news, visual aids um I have I have a little visual Let's bring some scarves give a little give a little preview oh Can all you right see that, Matt you you looking at me I see it yeah so 
I got a little preview of what Laura Streetman will be talking about with OutrageousMom.com, which is something that I think folks will be very... In connection to today's Feast of St. Catherine Labore and the Miraculous Medal. So if you can't see it, that's your tease. Yeah. That's your tease. So, yeah, you want to tune in on the live stream if you can. Or, you know, look at it later on YouTube. Indeed. But I say all this to say that the whole wide world is playing... Lots and lots of Christmas music, and uh, they are all all dialed in. Home Depot's been selling fake our Christmas local, trees since August. Our local Christian radio station here, which actually— They've already flipped the switch. My first job out of college was doing traffic reports for this station. I oh, mean, wow. I was doing a bunch of other stations in the city, but this was one of them. Um, while I was in my tenure with them, they— they started as a way to like protest Halloween. They started, they started playing Christmas, Christmas music, music on, Halloween, on Halloween, and then it was over. They were playing regular Christmas Christmas music on December twenty sixth. Have I told you about my background in uh, brief background in contemporary Christian radio? No, there's not much to tell, other than did you uh, have a song "Death Through Adam" get played? No, but no? I hosted a Friday night. Christian punk and metal an alternative show on the local contemporary uh, Christian music station, which is an affiliate of, I believe, the same network that Brandt is on. Oh, was wow. On. Wow. But yeah, I was the uh, Friday night after all the regular listeners go to bed, we played the weird stuff. <laughs> so that was me. So you and I, you, we could have we could have run one of these things oh, back in the man. day together. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Doing on something Catholic we radio. could never have dreamed of. <laughs> it's so true. Another full hour coming up. It's three till. I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home to Faith with Steve Ray will answer the question Is the Mass a sacrifice? Alan Migliorado will share the adventure Catholic parenting tip this week. I'll reflect on the story of St. Catherine Labouret, plus frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. That's this afternoon beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on the road to Christ the King. For Catholics, being united with God for eternity is the goal of earthly life. A Catholic cemetery is sacred because it holds our bodies, once temples of the Holy Spirit, until the Lord comes again. The Archdiocese of Cincinnati has consecrated Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery to provide this ministry and remind us that life is not ended, but changed. Today, you can ensure that you and your loved ones are interred in accordance with your faith. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org. Tim Maley here, General Manager at Shock Town Carpet. Shock is a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio and local food pantries. A portion of every retail sale will help feed those in need. Or drop items off at our newly remodeled showroom and we will deliver. Family owned and operated since 1928, Shock hopes this season is filled with many blessings to you and yours. Residential, commercial, new home construction, 513-922-3466 or shocktile.com. That's S-C-H-O-C-H tile. 
Com. Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org. Support is for MediShare. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare share is double that of the typical health insurance plan double metashare works too it's been around for 30 years members have shared more than five billion dollars of each other's bills people love having telehealth and a huge nationwide ppo network so yeah really you can save a ton and like it better imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care so if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with you can call right now you'll get a price within two minutes so see what you can say this is a very very smart use of two minutes here's the number you need call 844-55-BIBLE that's 844-55-BIBLE 844-55-BIBLE I'm Precious Blood Father Kevin Scalf from Archbishop McNicholas High School. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Tuesday, the 28th of November. It's the Feast of St. Catherine Labore, connected with the Miraculous Medal. Let's pray the Memorare in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Catherine Labore, pray for us. Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. Thank you for being along on a Tuesday morning. I'm Matt Swain. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. Travis has the video feed up and running at sunrisemorningshow.com. In the show notes, you actually probably want to look today because Annie's got some visual aids to show um, in the studio. She'll be talking with Laura Streetman. And uh, Laura uh, is known to our local audience as uh, a person who has been a lifelong advocate for the sanctity of life uh, through her work with Right to Life and a few other things along the way. But she's also got this cool thing where she makes Catholic scarves. And uh, I'm not saying I'd wear one, but I'm saying they're cool because I'm not a lady, but they're very cool. Uh, It would make for... uh, some cool gift giving. Uh, also this hour, we're going to talk with Kim Kaminsky. She's got a program with Formed that will teach your kids how to draw their way through Advent, as it were. Uh, she's got some great 
art teacher stuff to share in relation to that. We'll also talk to Steve Ray about saints and holiness in the Bible. And Chris McGregor joins us as we continue our series with her on the Office of Readings. So please do stay with us if you can. Right now it is two minutes past the hour. News of service of Central Fabricators and centralfabricators.com. Here's Anna Mitchell. Good morning. Pope Francis continues to recover after suffering flu-like symptoms over the weekend. The Holy See Press Director, Matteo Bruni, said yesterday the Holy Father has no fever now and is in good, stable condition. He said in order to facilitate the Pope's recovery, some important engagements scheduled for the next few days have been postponed so that he can devote the necessary time and energy to them. The Holy Father did meet yesterday with the president of Paraguay. Vatican News reports the two focused on a number of issues of common interest, including peace, environmental issues, and fighting poverty. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to a ceasefire for another two days. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters that Hamas has agreed to release another 20 hostages over that time. Kirby said he believes less than 10 Americans are still being held by Hamas. The White House is calling for a longer pause to allow the release of all hostages. Hamas has released more than 50 of them, primarily women and children, while Israel has freed more than 100 Palestinian prisoners. The Custos of the Holy Land has applauded the ceasefire and has stressed that reconciliation requires recognizing the suffering of others. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports. In the interview, Father Patton expressed his hope that the truce may continue to hold and that all the hostages held by Hamas may be released, underscoring the important role played by the international community, especially of the countries that mediated the agreement. He noted that the truce shows that a path other than that of weapons is possible if the will is there. The Custis went on to note that in the context of the war, the humanitarian aspect is essential. Without the comforting humanitarian voice, he said, we cannot move forward because everything is reduced to political calculation and the use of violence. Asked about the role of Christians in the conflict, Father Patton said they represent a bridge between Israelis and Palestinians and can propose a path not only of moderation but also towards a future reconciliation. He insisted that the important thing at the moment is that the truce holds also to allow the various international actors to continue working so as to move from a truce to an armistice and then to a lasting political solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Deve esserci da parte di entrambi il riconoscimento del diritto all'esistenza dell'altro. There must be a solution that recognizes the right to existence of both peoples, in which each part recognizes the suffering of the other and also the dignity of that suffering, he said. Father Patton stressed the need for the international community and the world powers to support dialogue and accompany both Israeli and Palestinian political leaders to progressively change their approach. I am Lisa Zengarini. Former President Jimmy Carter is planning to attend the memorial service for his wife today despite being in hospice care. Services for former First Lady Rosalind Carter began yesterday as a wreath-laying ceremony at the Carter's alma mater, Georgia Southwestern State University, honored her work advocating for unpaid caregivers. Carter passed away at the age of 96 earlier this month. 
Around 100 million people on the East Coast are set to face freezing temperatures as a cold front hits the region tonight into tomorrow. Mark Mayfield has more. The National Weather Service says high temperatures are expected to be as much as 20 degrees below average in parts of the Midwest, Great Lakes and Ohio Valley, as well as areas of the East Coast. Parts of Texas and Florida are expected to be colder as well. Freezing temperatures in the 20s are expected in New York City, with Washington, D.C. and Atlanta getting below freezing temps for the first time all year. I'm Mark Mayfield. And Google is just days away from deleting inactive accounts. Beginning December 1st, Google will delete unattended accounts of all photos, calendar entries, emails, contacts, and drive documents. The company says it's an effort to protect users from security threats. According to Google's data experts, accounts with old or reused passwords are 10 times more likely to be compromised by hackers. To keep an account from being deleted, simply log into any of the Google tools like Gmail, Google Drive, Photos, or Play, changing the account password and enabling two-factor verification is recommended. Matt, I bet you have Google accounts that you don't even remember. I probably do. I'm more worried about my Hotmail, my <laughs> Angel Fire, my... Uh, MySpace. I think my MySpace is MySpace? long lagged. My Friendster's long gone. It's oh, I long never gone. had. I never had MySpace or Friendster. Um, mm. I my my still the email address that I my personal email address that I use. I got in college when Gmail like you had to sign up to be invited to Gmail. And then, like, I had to wait several weeks before Google actually invited me to be an account. Those were the account. olden days. Those the were the olden, olden days of the days. internets. I know, you know right? Anna Mitchell. I uh, I was on a website yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was looking up some stuff. And uh, I don't even know if the person who runs this website is still with us. And if they are not, may their soul and the souls of the faithful depart. Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. It was yes. an evangelical. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That was who had written serious. some, had yeah. made some, some, some art featuring our Lord and like him, like being next to a welder. It was a very interesting, interesting. site. But I looked okay. at the bottom. I was like, this is an old website. It's got a hit counter at the bottom. Oh, like, you remember wow. when all the websites used to have hit counters wow. at the bottom? Wow. I was like, wow. That's incredible. That's how you know. That's how you know. Yeah. It's an old website. Incredible. Wow. We should put a hit counter at the uh, bottom of the Sunrise Morning Show webpage so, like, it could be retro. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a lot of hits. We look like an odometer down there. Neat. That's awesome. Well, today is Tuesday, November the 28th, the Feast of St. Catherine Laberet. And here to talk about her is Laura Streetman. She is known to our Cincinnati audience as the executive director of Cincinnati Right to Life. But she's got a little side gig, I guess you could say. And it's called OutrageousMom.com. Laura, good morning. Good morning. Good to talk to you in our national hour today uh, for this feast of St. Catherine Laboray. And before we get to how she inspired you with outrageous mom just talk a little bit about her 19th century french saint how did her relationship with the blessed mother bring about the creation of the miraculous medal right well as all saints 
have a story to tell. And St. Catherine, her life is very typical of that. She was the ninth of 11 children, and her mother passed away when she was eight. And it is known that the story is told through her family that Catherine stood on her tippy toes and looked as an image of Our Lady in their home and said, now, dear Blessed Mother, you will be my mother. Mm. And she led a very hardworking, holy childhood. And at 23, she joined the Daughters of Charity, which was an order founded by St. Vincent de Paul right there in Paris at Rue de Bac. And it, uh, it was in this convent that Mary would eventually appear to Our Lady in November of 1830 on three consecutive days. Wow. And so then how did the miraculous medal come about? Well, on the third night, Mary revealed the medal and told Catherine that she had this mission for her to spread this message throughout the world. And on apparitions before that, Annie, which was amazing, this is the only apparition, and I just find this fascinating, and I think we all should, the only known apparition of the blessed saint actually touched Our Lady. Oh, wow. And Saint, I know, St. Catherine knelt at her knees, and the chair where this took place was an altar chair on the altar in the chapel at Rue de Banc, where you can go to visit. You can go and um, participate in the celebration of Mass there. And so, you know, St. Catherine's hands were holy, obviously, for this. But then on the third apparition which we had the Feast of the Miraculous Medal yesterday right. on November 27th in 1830. Uh, that is when Mary then revealed the medal, the two-sided medal, to St. Catherine and asked her to have, and have this message spread throughout the entire world. Yes, and so that's when we say um, to pray for us who have recourse to thee when um, when when you hear that that coming from the the miraculous medal devotion, which um, the miraculous medal obviously uh, one of the I would say most popular for lack of a better word most popular medals that you see people have in their possession, wearing it around their necks and having it on rosaries and and all kinds of things. And I know the miraculous medal plays. A huge part in outrageousmom.com. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, just a little bit about what Outrageous Mom is uh, for those who are not familiar, and then how the Miraculous Medal played a role in your creating this project. Well, as God takes everything in your life and then works it towards Him when you align your life trying to reach for heaven. God took my retail background. Um, I worked for several female fashion brands, designers that actually told story through fabric. And after, you know, a huge spiritual encounter in my own life 17 years ago, and I was working in a, and a mom at the same time, um, I just had the idea that, wow, there aren't any unique Catholic fabrics. And I had a devotion to the Miraculous Medal. My grandparents on my father's side, they were both retired teachers and traveled to the chapel when they retired, and they shared the story with the grandchildren, and as I was always fascinated by it. So as I loved wearing scarves, I would look for scarves that promoted our faith, and there just wasn't anything, so I figured out a way to have them created. i come up with the concepts of the designs and create a storyboard and have an artist create the fabric for me and decided that on every single scarf that I sell that there would be a miraculous metal stone on the hem. 
So when someone is wearing not only a really relevant fashion scarf, they are also receiving the graces that were promised by Our Lady um, when she said that anyone who wears this medal around her neck shall receive graces. And that is what Our Lady had said to St. Catherine in 1830 on November 27th. So that's really what inspired it. And I started out with a few designs. And as more and more people found out about the business, and um, I just decided to create lots of fabrics under of the many beautiful titles of Our Lady, but every single scarf has a miraculous medal on the hem. Yeah, and these are beautiful scarves. If you're watching the video live stream, I'm holding up one right now that has uh, the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart um, all over it, a beautiful scarf here. I don't have the Miraculous Metal one, but you've got one that that is, it's blue with the Miraculous Metal all over it. I mean, you can go, you can find Our Lady of Guadalupe. And then it's not just limited to scarves either, Laura. I was uh, looking through the website uh, earlier this morning and was like, oh my gosh, I got to get my hands on an Our Lady of Guadalupe rattle. Darling, I mean, talk about the artists that that put these that that create these things for you. Right. Well, again, because of my retail background and then because of God, obviously, just inspiring this. If you go to the website, it'll lead you to the Etsy store where I have all of the items for the children. Annie, I particularly love the baby blankets. They're made in America and they they're darling and they have the miraculous metal all over them. So when your newborn. Um, is swaddled, they are wrapped in the metal, which in receiving the graces mm. from Our Lady and our baby bibs and the rattles and the, the artist who makes the rattles and the dolls for me has actually become quite a dear friend. And she's a Catholic woman in Vietnam that I had met in New York a number of years ago. And um, I begged and begged her for years to make dolls for me. And she finally did. And it's quite a story within itself how her faith has grown so deeply in these handmade dolls and rattles for outrageousmom.com that you can only get on our website so, so cute. Um, through our Etsy store. Yeah. But another beautiful way to promote the faith and Our Lady and how she just wants to be so close to each one of us and provide her motherly protection to every single person in humanity. Yeah, a little bit of sneaky evangelization, too, if you uh, walk around town wearing one of these and uh, people may notice it and ask you about it, give you an opportunity to talk about the faith as well. We've been talking to Laura Streetman. You can find outrageousmom.com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com or just search for it over at Etsy. It'll take you right there. Laura, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, it's 17 past. We're back with headlines right after this. Laura Teach Me to Pray, the Ignatian Prayer Series, can now train you and others electronically to become facilitators and bring the Ignatian way of prayer to your parish. Come to know and love Jesus Christ like never before and help others do the same. Don't pass up the opportunity to join this work of the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on Digital Training. That's LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on Digital Training. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. 
Business owners are starting to think outside the box to find new customers. You can reach millions of engaged Catholic listeners by underwriting the Sunrise Morning Show. Each weekday morning, listeners across the U.S. and around the globe can hear your message for your business, ministry, or nonprofit on the Sunrise Morning Show. To find out how it works, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com. The Catholic MomCast brings you all things faith, family, and fun from a Catholic perspective. From the latest news in our community to the latest trends in our homes and the church. You can hear Catholic MomCast as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation. All in one place. All free at EWTN Podcast Central. Visit EWTNRadio.net slash podcasts today. 19 minutes past the hour. Here's Anna with headlines. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to a ceasefire for another two days. Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms that he suffered over the weekend. And a Catholic priest and missionary in Mali has been released after a year of being held hostage by al-Qaeda-linked militants. All right, news at the top and bottom of each hour every weekday morning here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Anna Mitchell, uh, I hope people got to see some of those, those yeah, yeah. scarves. I was trying to, I was like trying to find the medal in the in the scarf that I have here. So I just want to hold that up for the live stream because it's very small. It's not like it's going to weigh down your scarf. It may not even go it's like into a little focus tag on there. here. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a little tag, tiny little <laughs> miraculous medal. You want a funny miraculous medal story? A friend of mine at church. Told me uh, he knew a guy who was an evangelical, but did some something to help organize something for Mother Teresa over here stateside. And when she came to visit this guy who was like a Presbyterian or something, uh, Mother Teresa was like, "I'd like to meet that guy." And so uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'd love to meet Mother Teresa." And she's like, "Here." I want you to have these and handed him like a bag of mirac- miraculous oh medals. And he was on the horns of a dilemma. He's like, I can't. Do I, does the Southerner in me politely accept a gift or does the Protestant in me recoil in horror at this bag of miraculous medals? And then he so became he the, Catholic, he right? He took the bag. He took the bag. Did Actually, I don't know how the story ended. Oh. But go, go for Mother <laughs> Teresa. Awesome. Ryan Lopez here. What do you think we need more of in our world? It's obvious that we need Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and more of it. That is why we have recently expanded to seven different media platforms. On December 6th, we invite you to join us in our Advent Pledge Drive as we look to raise $60,000. Your pledge of $10, $20, $50 a month will ensure that we can illuminate the darkness of the world with the light of Christ. So we invite you to join our mission December 6th. Or you can visit sacredheartradio.com today and click donate. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery. And he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513 Three five four thirty seven hundred online at beaconortho.com. Support comes from On a Mission to Love for books, handcrafted gifts for baptism, communion, confirmation, wedding, birthdays, and more. All deeply based in the rosary and devotion to our Holy Mother. On a Mission to Love.com. That's On a Mission to Love.com. Offering Catholic retreats based on Ignatian spirituality. 
The Jesuit Spiritual Center invites you to a weekend of prayer and renewal. As you begin a new year, take time to slow down, refocus, and experience the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. Register now at JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. That's JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Delhi and Harrison Pet Centers with everything your pet needs from guppies to puppies. Offering curbside pickup in-store and online shopping at DelhiPetCenter.com. That's DelhiPetCenter.com. We're joined now by Kim Kaminsky, a.k.a. Miss Kim. She's teaching a new Advent series with the Augustine Institute and Formed. It's called Drawing Closer to God. It is a Catholic art show for kids. Kim, good morning. Good morning. Beautiful morning. So I'm really excited about this because if you can't get your kids to pay attention to the rosary by just (laughs) saying the words, sometimes it just helps to put a picture up. I wonder if that's part of your thinking behind doing a Catholic art show for kids in relation to Advent. Absolutely. You are correct. Um, I'm so excited to be a part of this, being an artist myself, and realizing the impact of the visual and how this actually becoming familiar with the stories in the Gospels and encountering Christ in a creative and intimate way. These children, they're able to travel through the Nativity story with me. We're speaking about the traditions through our Catholic uh, storytelling through our Advent, uh, leading all the way up to Christmas, in the most beautiful way where these images become intimate into their hearts, burned into their mind through their own creativity. Pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And, you know, we got a lot of moms and dads and even homeschooling moms and dads who have found some really creative ways to do this sort of stuff. But, you know, you have a background as an elementary school art teacher. So when you're trying to get these kids to draw the stuff from these stories that shape really the whole trajectory of our entire Catholic faith. Like, what are some of the ways you try and um, guide them to put down on paper what might be in their minds and hearts regarding uh, the story of Christmas? Right. Um, You know, I've, I've been blessed to also work with homeschoolers for a number of years in our Catholic parish here. And um, having that firsthand experience of through the storytelling and then using uh, simple forms and shapes and talking about line and that not to be intimidated by the creative process and that everybody is created unique in God's image and likeness. And that means that we're creators ourselves and to just go for it. Let, let the Holy Spirit flow through your hands, through your eyes, through your heart and put those images down on paper and uh, that they'll all be beautiful and unique from them. Um, that's kind of the kickoff point. And then as they go through and grow through the different techniques, um, along with the imagery and colors and what we're expressing, it changes. They grow, they learn, and can be really proud of their pieces. It's a wonderful process to go through. I have found, and I'm sure you found this over the years, that how a kid draws stuff is a very fascinating window into how that kid looks at the world. <laughs> uh, ah, absolutely. For, for a number of different reasons, um, not just the way that boys and girls look at the world differently and the things mm-hmm. that I could tell my son, draw a picture of the nativity. He'd be like, uh, here's a picture of, you know, <laughs> the massacre of the innocents. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I meant. Right. Like, you, you, <laughs> There, there are different things that people key in, kids key in on, even kids who, uh, you know, are perhaps on a various 
point in the spectrum. Uh, I mean, when you're, you, you obviously are not sitting in the room with all the families who are trying this, but what would you say to the families who are going to try and be part of this uh, series you're doing, this um, Drawing Closer mm-hmm. to God series, to help them kind of encourage what it is that's coming out of their kid when they draw something that the parent is like, oh, what uh- is that? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, exactly what you were referring to. If um, uh, let them let them be them at this point in their life, uh, where God is putting those seeds of inspiration into their minds and hearts, are exactly where they are. I mean, they're pure, they're innocent, and it's the most beautiful images that come out of them. And what they receive from the story themselves, how does it touch them, is a learning for us adults. And I'll tell you, as, as a parent myself, I, I really wish I had this for my children. And I did draw and paint with them. <clears throat> but, you know, busyness of life. And this, this calls you to stop, to pull to the side, to do something together as a family. Or watch them and let them have their images revealed right in front of them. And if it is intimidating, the nice thing is we have a little link at the bottom of the page where the younger ones or even parents who may not want to draw along can print it off and color along and experience this together as the story builds through the six-part series. Um, so it's a wonderful thing to share and, and to sit back and, and let them just be who they are at this moment and reveal that story. Yeah, I uh, think that there was at one point <laughs> my son drawing a Christmas story with, like, Jesus shooting lasers out of his hands. Like, in some <laughs> ways, like, the, this this does at least – I mean, kids kids have insane imaginations. As a matter of fact, I mean, there's there have been lots of, like, really smart theologians who've reflected on, like, this question of what does it mean to wonder? And a lot of us kind of get mm-hmm. in the grind, and we forget about that part of it. We forget right. about the wonder part of the Christmas story, and we think about, like, the, the party planning and the scheduling and the, you know, how do I oh. make sure that my kids are probably, like, catechized or, or whatever it is. Like, how would you maybe encourage, uh, just with a moment left here, uh, parents to use your program to kind of re-engage the whole family in the wonder of Advent? Um, that, that is such a big part of my own creativity is letting letting that wonder um, come, come into your heart. And I, I really would inspire everybody to allow that. Uh, they're becoming a part of the story again. And this is a gift through our minds, through our hearts, through our souls that, you know, these images do set into our hearts. And art pulls us deeper into the powerful beauty of the story. And that beauty is something that, you know, Pope John Paul always refers to is, um, you know, it awakens something in us and it's par- participating in God's creative power. So it's, it's something to look forward to, to cherish. Um, it's, it's a new kind of a revelation for the family to experience. And as we put up our nativity, how beautiful that is to do with our family and put baby Jesus in there at Christmas. It's like that gift that opens up and reveals in front of you. So there's an exciting aspect of it that we can um, promote with our family and and really enjoy together and enter into our, our Christmas in a deeper way through Advent. Well, thanks so much, Kim Kaminsky. We've got uh, that linked so you can get straight to Formed and their Advent resources and Kim Kaminsky's drawing program for kids. Uh, it's sunrisemorningshow.com. And you know what? I don't think that they, I don't think that they card you. I think if you're a grown person, you could probably do some of this stuff for fun on your own. I won't tell. But let's move from cynicism back to wonder this Advent season. It is half past the hour. Here's Anna with news. Good morning. Pope Francis continues to recover from suffering flu-like symptoms over the weekend. 
The Holy See press director, Matteo Bruni, said yesterday the Holy Father has no fever now and is in good, stable condition. He said, quote, in order to facilitate the Pope's recovery, some important engagements scheduled for the next few days have been postponed so that he can devote the necessary time and energy to them. Pope Francis did meet yesterday with the president of Paraguay, and he's scheduled to go to the United Arab Emirates this weekend for the COP28 summit. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to pause fighting for another two days. Trey Thomas reports. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Hamas has agreed to release another 20 hostages over that time. This humanitarian pause has already brought a halt to the fighting together with a surge of humanitarian assistance. Kirby said he believes less than 10 Americans are still being held by the militant group. The White House is calling for a longer pause to allow the release of all hostages. I'm Trey Thomas. The Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem has applauded the ceasefire and the release of hostages so far. He's called it a first step toward ending the war in the Holy Land. Cardinal Pierre Battista Pizzaballa told Vatican News that even if displaced people want to return to their homes in Gaza, which have been destroyed, this possibility does not exist currently. He said, quote, Christians who are locked inside that small church compound can hardly take it anymore. But as long as there are no clear political perspectives or clarity about the next phases, this is still not possible and can also be dangerous, end quote. A Catholic priest and missionary in Mali has been released after a year of being held hostage by al-Qaeda-linked militants. From Vatican Radio, Joseph Tollick reports. The German missionary Hans-Joachim Lora had been living in Mali for more than 30 years when he was kidnapped last November. Diplomatic and security sources attributed his disappearance to the al-Qaeda-linked Islam and Muslim support group. Now, however, he has been released. His freedom was apparently negotiated directly by the German government, which brought him straight back to the country on a special flight. The Vatican news agency Fides notes that the circumstances surrounding the freeing of Father Lora are not clear. Germany still has a military contingent in Mali as part of the UN peacekeeping mission MINUSMA. It will be phased out at the end of the year, as requested by the military, which took power in a coup in 2020. Father Laura's release, which occurred on Sunday evening, was announced by representative of the Malian government and by church officials, who spoke on condition of anonymity. In the course of his 30 years in Mali, Father Laura, known locally as Hayo, had worked at the country's Islamic Christian Formation Institute and been director of its Faith and Encounter Center. He was on his way to celebrate Mass for a community of religious sisters in Kalabankura when he disappeared. Father Laura is the second German to be released in the Sahel in less than a year, after aid worker Jörg Langer, who was kidnapped on the 11th of April 2018 in western Niger and released in December 2022. A number of foreign hostages, including a South African and an Italian couple with their son, are still being held in the region. They hope to soon join Father Laura in gaining their freedom. I'm Joseph Tullock. Around 100 million people on the East Coast are set to face freezing temperatures as a cold front hits the region tonight into tomorrow. The National Weather Service says high temperatures are expected to be as much as 20 degrees below average in parts of the Midwest, the Great Lakes, and the Ohio Valley, as well as parts of the East Coast. Parts of Texas and Florida are expected to be colder as well. Freezing temperatures in the 20s are expected in New York City with Washington, D.C. and Atlanta getting below freezing temperatures for the first time this year. 
Former First Lady Rosalind Carter is lying in repose at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library in Atlanta. The family has invited members of the public to pay their respects. Former President Jimmy Carter is planning to attend the memorial service for his wife. He's reportedly in Atlanta after traveling from his hospice care to take part. And President Biden is rolling out new actions in an effort to strengthen U.S. supply chains. Speaking from the White House yesterday, Biden announced he launched a new council focused on ensuring supply chains remain secure and diversified. Other actions include the creation of an early warning system to spot supply chain risks and invoking the Defense Production Act to make more essential medicines in America to mitigate drug shortages. That's the news. It's 35 past the hour. Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive is Wednesday, December 6th, when local listeners will come together to raise $60,000 to keep pro-life radio alive. So please invite everyone you know to listen now, and then we'll talk to you and everyone who told about us on December 6th. Schneller Knockleman Plumbing, Heating, and Air are proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, home of the 100% satisfaction guarantee, because our work is done right the first time. For all your plumbing, heating, and air conditioning work, Find us at skpha.com, skpha.com. I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. It's 24 minutes before the hour on this feast of St. Catherine Laboree, Tuesday, November the 28th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller Nachman Plumbing, Heating, and Air online at skpha.com. Definitely bundle up again. It's cold. Right now, temperatures in the lower 20s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, it'll be mostly sunny and breezy today, a high of 31, but we'll feel like we're in the 20s all day. Tonight, a few clouds and an overnight low of 19. Mostly sunny and milder tomorrow with a high of 46 degrees. For the Miami Valley, Dayton area, some morning clouds and flurries possible, then partly sunny today with a high of 30. Partly cloudy skies tonight and an overnight low of 18. Mostly sunny and warmer tomorrow with a high around 43 degrees. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. The Sunrise Morning Show continues as we get closer and closer to Advent. Be sure to keep Catholic Radio on the dial for a refreshing alternative to whatever else is going on in other media outlets. We'll get you into Advent. We'll get you, we'll set the scene. We'll set the stage for you. Steve Ray now joining us from CatholicConvert.com. Steve, good morning. Good morning, St. Matt. It's always good to talk to you on Tuesday mornings. (laughs) So normally I would reject a title like that, but in the context of today's conversation, (laughs) I will accept it as part of the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. But where do we begin this conversation about holiness and saints in the Bible? Well, first of all, the uh, word holy and saint are pretty much the same word. In Hebrew, it's kadosh. 
And in the New Testament Greek, it's hagios. In fact, anytime you see icons of the saints, you'll see the Greek hagios paulos or hagio petros. So kadosh and hagios, and they're used 850 plus times in the Old Testament, 233 times in the New Testament, that word. So holy and saint is a very important word, over a thousand times mentioned in the Bible. And it means two things. This is important. If nothing we get out today is that the word holy means two things, and holy, a saint with a capital S and a small s, in my estimation. Okay, so the word holy can mean two different things. One, it means sinless, perfection, free from any moral evil. That is what holiness is. However, it has a second meaning, to be set apart for sacred purposes or separation, a separation from that which is not holy or, or worldly or that type of thing. So <clears throat> when we call the Pope Holy Father, we're not saying that he's sinless. I had a guy one time charge it. You call the Holy uh, Father, the Pope Holy Father, but he's not sinless. He's a sinner too. Yes, that's true. Holy Father here does not mean sinless. It means someone who is set apart for a sacred service. So this is the two different meanings of the word holy. And when you read it in the New Testament, the word saint, it could also be translated holy ones, holy ones or saint. They're both synonymous. Yeah, set apart. And I think this is a really important thing because it helps make sense of a commandment that might otherwise raise an eyebrow, which is to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, but feel free to sin on the other six days. Like, yeah. you know, unless you have that set apart sense, yeah. you don't really understand yeah. what it means for the Sabbath to be kept holy. Right. Like the Ark of the Covenant. It's the holy Ark. But an Ark doesn't have a soul or a will, so it can't sin. So there's no way a holy Ark can be sinless, but it can be set apart and sanctified for a uh, sacred purpose. Now, the other thing I wanted to make sure that we got in today is, whole, and, and I have come up with these two categories myself, I think, but saint with a capital S and saint with a small s. The, the way I uh, discern those or, or distinguish them is that saint with a capital S is those who are canonized as saints who the church has already discerned and declared to be in the presence of God. So Saint Athanasius, Saint Ambrose, Saint uh, John of Vienne, all of these are saints with a capital S because the church has made the pronouncement that they are, we know, in the presence of God, and therefore they are sinless and set apart together. So that's a capital S. Now, the every time that the Bible uses the word saint, though, virtually every time, I'd say, is with a small s, and that means to be sanctified or set apart for divine service. And un interestingly enough, it's referring with a, with a small s saint 61 times in the New Testament, and it's always referring to us on the earth, not to people in heaven. In fact, I couldn't find any place in the Bible where saint was referring to someone who's already in heaven. There may be a couple in Revelation, but I don't think so. There, the word saint is actually referring to us down here. For example, in Acts 9, and Peter went there, was among them all. He came down to the saints who lived in Lydia. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, greetings to all the saints who are in Philippi. That's why I said, Saint Matt, it's nice to meet you today. Because all of us who are called by Jesus Christ and intending to live the life that he's called us to, he has called us to be saints, to be set apart 
apart from the world, called out from the world. That's what ecclesia means. The word church is ecclesia in the Bible. And we're called apart and set apart for God. Therefore, we're saints with a cat with a small s. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating to think about. So I, as you were mentioning this, I, all I could think of is, you know, fast forward to the, the, well, he does this in Ephesians as well. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, he says in verse one, by the will of God to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. You know, you tell me the folks in Ephesus didn't sin. No, he's obviously got a different use of the word saints that he means there. These are the people who've been set apart, uh, who have been, you know, a, a holy priesthood, right? A royal nation uh, that God has right. a specific kind of purpose for. Um, yes, and I think, and I think in the church we use the word saint always, pretty much always, we're using the word saint for those who are canonized by the church as saints already in heaven. And we don't use the word for those of us who are here on the earth. We call ourselves believers or Christians or something like that. But in the scriptures, the Bible is always refers to saints as us here on the earth. So I, want, I wanted to just get that clear so that we can have a proper understanding of the word saint and we know both usages of it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so I found one saints thing, and I was just trying to verify it here. If people saw me like flipping frantically through a Bible uh, that refers to dead people, and it's actually in Matthew chapter twenty-seven, and you're going to know where this is. Yeah, this is the yep. crucifixion of Jesus, and there's different translations. Uh, sometimes it says holy, uh, sometimes it says saints. Uh, many of the bodies of the saints which slept arose and appeared to some people. Uh, what a mysterious passage. Who in the world knows <laughs> what in the world was going on with that? But it is the one instance right. that came to mind when I was thinking about uh, a, a, an instance of someone being referred to as a saint who was not currently, you know, part of like the church of Ephesus or something. Right. And also we should remember that the Old Testament characters are also considered saints. Like, for example, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, King David, all of these are saints. And in the Eastern Church, they're referred to as Saint Moses, Saint Elijah. And um, even in Matthew 8, 11, Jesus canonizes them as saints with a capital S. He says that many will come from East and West and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. So they're already in heaven. You can recline and feast with them up there. And the Catechism, people can check it out, paragraph 61 says that these Old Testament saints are always honored as as um, saints in the Catholic Church. Indeed. So lots of things to talk about. It's a very interesting topic. Saints it is a very interesting holiness. topic. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, again, anybody, anybody who is in heaven is a saint. Uh, and so yes. we've got to uh, we got to aspire to that. We have been set apart. Right. We're saints in that first sense through our baptism and our goal is to be saints in that second sense right that holy right. sinless so we're all, beatitude we're all saints with a small s who have been called by Christ to live and serve him and we are saints with a small s striving to be saints with a capital s and stand in the presence of god and it's been nice talking with you saint matt and uh, saint annie <laughs> here this morning well it's a great topic as we come off the feast of christ the king where we see sort of the culmination of the reign of christ you know and if we have served with him we shall reign with him right in the kingdom right. with all the saints so yep. a fantastic thing to reflect upon and especially as we head towards advent where the whole cycle starts back over again and reminds us, you know, that this king that 
calls us to sainthood started small <laughs> in this world, yep. just like we did. So, Steve Ray, we've got CatholicConvert.com linked at SunriseMorningShow.com. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless. All right. It's quarter till. Chris McGregor joins us next. Support is for MediShare. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into. And that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month. And that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Are you expecting the kids to wake you up at the crack of dawn on Christmas morning? Make that experience more bearable by treating yourself to some Mystic Monk coffee. They have a number of Christmas blends available. And when you go to Mystic Monk Coffee through the link at sunrisemorningshow.com, you earn us a commission. Make Christmas morning even better by drinking your coffee with a Sunrise Morning Show mug available in our online store. Browse our mugs and link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. That's sunrisemorningshow.com. Proclaiming the faith, changing lives. The year was 1984. Mother Angelica Live is the only religious program nominated for an award for cable excellence. Later in the year, she wins a Gabriel Personal Achievement Award from Catholic broadcasters and communicators. To learn more about Mother Angelica's life and the history of EWTN, visit EWTN.com slash Mother Angelica. Twelve till. Here's Anna with headlines. Israel and Hamas. Excuse me. Whew, let's get my throat in order here. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to pause fighting for another two days to release more hostages. Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms over the weekend, and a Catholic priest and missionary in Mali has been released after a year of being held hostage by Al-Qaeda-linked militants. Deo gratias. You can hear news at the top and bottom of each hour right here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Chris McGregor from DiscerningHearts.com. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Anne. How are you? How are you? I am doing fine. Whoa, what is going on here? What is going on here? I'd say hang up and call her back. Yeah. Paul, hang up and call her back. That was crazy. I think wow. maybe she's on the other line, Paul. Is that perhaps what's going on here? I don't wow. know. Wow. This is anyway, troubleshooting in the moment. My troubleshooting goodness. in the moment. You know, she usually joins us via an internet link and you know, even though she's in Omaha. You know what, Anna Mitchell? Like I just want to invoke in this studio. year's word of the year, according to Merriam Webster, authentic. Authentic. You know, an AI generated show would have gloss that over or a less real morning we are zoo routine would have, seen, would have been horrified by this we are but to us it's just chris here. mcgregor having a phone issue 
That's well, no, that usually happens when her microphone is connected to us, but she's also on the phone. You get that weird, like, feedback loop. Like, it's uh... bizarre. Like a 70s space villain vibe. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Authentic. Authentic. Chris McGregor is real, ladies and That's gentlemen. Right. Welcome to live radio, folks. <laughs> right. This is what exactly. happens. <laughs> Chris, good morning. Good morning. Well, you see, that the unexpected happens. You have yep. to be prepared, right? Backup Absolutely. Plan. Always have to be prepared, which is uh, an important lesson for us all as we approach Advent, for sure. And our selection this week from the Office of Readings is, uh, well, we are in the final week of Ordinary Time, and uh, this selection is a zinger attributed to St. Macarius. Macarius? Who is he? Um, potato, potato. I mean, really, it's, <laughs> I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I believe it's Macarius. Macarius. And, he, and also known as Macarius the Great. He's from uh, Egypt. Uh, venerated by so many, one of the great desert fathers of the mm. fourth century. And he has given us a, a selection that I think that second paragraph, Anna, I think is one of my own right up there, top 10. It is so beautiful yes. and uh, in its reflection. Well, tell us a little bit. I call this a zinger because, I mean, he does not mince words about what sin does to a soul, especially unaddressed, unrepentant sin. So tell us about what he has to say here. Well, he gives us a, a relatable image, right? He says, when a house has no master living in it, it becomes dark, vile, contemptible, choked with filth, disgusting refuse. It's, if you've ever seen those programs, Life After People, you <laughs> see what happens to buildings. <laughs> what happened within ten years? Hopefully, everything is falling apart because yep. there's no one to maintain it, no one to to cultivate it, nobody to care for it. So he says, so too is a soul which has lost its master, who once rejoiced with the angels inside the soul. Now it's darkened with sin. Its desires are degraded, and it knows nothing but shame. Mm. Uh, it's powerful. And then he goes on to talk. Again, he gives us another image that we understand. Because my path is not walked on. And, and no voices of men. You know, man is in the forest. So all the, deer, all the animals are in to say no man is there. For then it becomes the haunt of wild animals. He says, woe to the soul if the Lord does not walk within it to banish with his voice, with the Lord's voice, the spiritual beasts of sin. Yeah. Powerful imagery. It is so powerful. And one of the things that came to mind as as I began reading this passage, which starts with um with the uh the story of God allowing the Jews in Jerusalem to be overtaken uh by the enemy, you know, alluding to the the Babylonian exile, I believe. Um it it reminded me, I think it's, is it St. Augustine who said, God will not save us without us? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, basically, he's not going to force us to love him because we wouldn't be free if we did. But this is what can come about from it. But what 
is so beautiful at the end after you're, you know, kind of wallowing in this, wow, this is what sin can do to my soul if I if I don't repent of it, if I don't seek the Lord and ask his forgiveness. Uh, he says, this is all why Christ came. And, and an image that I had never thought about is using the cross as a plow to till the soil of mankind to prepare for him. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I mean, he, he brings in this imagery of the farmer who prepares to till the soil. He, he must put on clothing, use tools that are suitable. So Christ, our heavenly king, came to till the soil of mankind, devastated, okay, racked by sin. So he assumed the body, put on the clothes, became man, and using that cross of his plowshare, cultivated the barren soul of man. He removed the thorns and the thistles, which are the evil spirits, and pulled up the weeds of sin and then cast them into the fire. Mm. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, and it says at the end here, and when he had plowed the soul with the wood of the cross, he planted in it a most lovely garden of the spirit that could produce for its Lord and God the sweetest and most pleasant fruit of every kind. And this image of the garden of the soul, that's a that's huge for, for someone like St. John of the Cross, is it not? It's, it so is. I mean, this is... Uh... The, what you see in Macarius, and one of the reasons why they call him the Great, and, and we're now in our time getting to know these wonderful uh, desert fathers of the church because of translations and our understanding, they laid those seeds, that future saint that, that has that golden cord of the Holy Spirit that um, breaks open the importance of teaching us to open the door. This is what Advent's going to be all about. It's about preparing, tilling the soil, getting ready to receive that infant Christ within us so that we don't have to be walking along the path that um, it, that wild beasts can come at us, that we don't have to live in a house or a cult that is empty and scary. And it, Christ can be there with us. Christ can be there. So many, so many images that we can use um, just based on what St. Macarius had to say in this selection from the Office of Readings for this week to help us better understand what it means to prepare for the coming of our Lord, not just in the manger 2,000 years ago, but uh, in our own lives, because Christ will be coming for all of us at some point um, sooner or later. And so uh, great words by St. Macarius. We've been talking to Chris McGregor, and you can find discerninghearts.com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Chris, thank you. That'll do it for this edition of the Sunrise Morning Show. God bless. Where can you read why God replaced his created light with the light of the world? And find out how you can protect pro-life radio. Where can you see the big man that delivered the Sunrise Morning Show on video? And learn how we plan to sweeten the deal when Sacred Heart Radio visits your parish. Plus, get our QR card, the updated program schedule, and more in Sacred Heart Radio's Christmas newsletter. To get it, go to sacredheartradio.com and click newsletter sign up. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Rua Wood Psychological Services, integrating psychological science and the truths of our Catholic faith with offices 
offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. More information at 513-407-8878 or rwpsych.org. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Bright Lights. St. Teresa in Bright, Indiana is hosting a free drive-through Christmas light display every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6 to 10 p.m., now through January 6th. More information at brightlightsindiana.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. Insured, screened, and drug-free employees deliver service with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymaid.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust. Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action, from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at DaytonLife.org. That's DaytonLife.org. The Catholic Church teaches the importance of a respectful Christian burial for the body, which was a temple of the Holy Spirit here on earth. This includes cremated remains, which is the body in a different form. The prayerful, peaceful atmosphere of the consecrated grounds of Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery reflect respect for those laid to rest there and for their loved ones. Be prepared and give the gift of peace of mind to your family. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org. Support is from Solidarity HealthShare. Is inflation making you feel frustrated and out of control when it comes to your expenses? We have a solution. It's Solidarity HealthShare. With Solidarity HealthShare, you control what doctors you go to and how much you spend with pricing options that start as low as $384 for families. Take control of your health care and your budget with Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688. Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles, a great place to shop for Christmas. From custom-made rosaries, heirloom-quality nativities, books and CDs, to Christ-centered gifts for the kids. St. Michael's Rosaries, online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com. This is Father John Paul Walker, pastor of St. Gertrude in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. this Tuesday, November the 28th, the Feast of St. Catherine Labore. Let's begin with a prayer for her intercession. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. O St. Catherine Labore, who by thy filial confidence in the Blessed Virgin merited the privilege of contemplating and conversing with her while on this earth, obtain for us a faith like unto thine in her maternal love. Grant that we may understand and appreciate the value of prudent silence and of humility and obtain for us the grace to show forth these virtues in our lives. Teach us to accomplish faithfully the duties of our state in order that we may merit the happiness of contemplating with thee, our Immaculate Mother, for all eternity. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. 
Good morning and welcome to hour three of the Sunrise Morning Show here exclusively for our Sacred Heart Radio audience listening on 740 a.m. and 910 a.m. Good morning to everyone listening online or via the Sunrise Morning Show app. I'm Anna Mitchell. Paul Lockman will be along with a sports report. I have no idea what he's going to report on. I don't even sports even happened yesterday. I guess Monday night football. I don't even know who's playing. Anyway, he'll tell you. He'll have that, I think. Yeah, he's giving me a thumbs up. Anyway, that's coming up after the news in just a couple of minutes. Kevin Schmeezing will be along with our weekly look at this week in Catholic history. Dr. Jared Stout continues our series on his book, How the Eucharist Can Save Civilization. We've been talking about how amazing mass is, like beyond the veil, you know, like what's actually going on while we're sitting there in the pew, you know, twiddling our thumbs or examining our fingernails or, you know, whatever. Um, he's going to talk about how we can enter into that um, and how to pray at Mass to better reap the benefits of the Mass. Dr. Jeffrey Morrow continues our series on the Old Testament. Today we are looking at the book of Job. So hope you can stick around and enjoy the entire hour ahead. Three minutes past, news is a service of Bridgetown Finder Meats and BridgetownFinderMeats.com. Francis is still recovering after suffering from flu-like symptoms over the weekend. The Holy See press director, Matteo Bruni, told reporters yesterday that the Holy Father has no fever now and is in good, stable condition. He said in order to facilitate the Pope's recovery, some important engagements scheduled for the next few days have been postponed so that he can devote the necessary time and energy to them. The Holy Father does, in fact, have a big visit planned for the United Arab Emirates, starting this weekend and the holy father did meet yesterday with the president of paraguay vatican news reporting the two focused on a number of issues of common interest including peace environmental issues and fighting poverty israel and hamas are agreeing to pause their fighting for another two days Trey Thomas reports. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Hamas has agreed to release another 20 hostages over that time. This humanitarian pause has already brought a halt to the fighting together with a surge of humanitarian assistance. Kirby said he believes less than 10 Americans are still being held by the militant group. The White House is calling for a longer pause to allow the release of all hostages. I'm Trey Thomas. The custos of the Holy Land has a applauded the ceasefire in in the region and stressed that recreate that reconciliation requires recognizing the suffering of others from Vatican Radio Lisa Zingarini has more in the interview, Father Patton expressed his hope that the truce may continue to hold and that all the hostages held by Hamas may be released, underscoring the important role played by the international community, especially of the countries that mediated the agreement. He noted that the truce shows that a path other than that of weapons is possible if the will is there. The Custis went on to note that in the dramatic context of the war, the humanitarian aspect is essential. Without the comforting humanitarian voice, he said, we cannot move forward because everything is reduced to political calculation and the use of violence. 
asked about the role of Christians in the conflict, Father Paton said they represent a bridge between Israelis and Palestinians and can propose a path not only of moderation but also towards a future reconciliation. He insisted that the important thing at the moment is that the truce holds also to allow the various international actors to continue working so as to move from a truce to an armistice and then to a lasting political solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Deve esserci da parte di entrambi il riconoscimento del diritto all'esistenza dell'altro. There must be a solution that recognizes the right to existence of both peoples, in which each part recognizes the suffering of the other and also the dignity of that suffering, he said. Father Patton stressed the need for the international community and the world powers to support dialogue and accompany both Israeli and Palestinian political leaders to progressively change their approach. I am Lisa Zengarini. Around 100 million people on the East Coast are set to face freezing temperatures as a cold front hits the region today and tomorrow. The National Weather Service says high temperatures are expected to be as much as 20 degrees below average in parts of the Midwest, Great Lakes and Ohio Valley, as well as areas of the East Coast. And former First Lady Rosalind Carter is lying in repose at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library in Atlanta. The family has invited members of the public to pay their respects. Former President Jimmy Carter is planning to attend the memorial service for his wife. He's reportedly in Atlanta after traveling from hospice care to take part. Rosalind Carter passed away last week at the age of 96. 8.07 now on the Sunrise Morning Show and Sports on Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine online at BeaconOrtho.com. Paul Lockman, what you got? Well, it's actually uh, continuing a, uh, a trend of bad sports reports for me. Xavier Musketeers dropped the 4-3 and three yesterday mm. after a 78-76 loss to Oakland. That's, oh, yeah. That's so Oakland, nice. Michigan. Yeah, that's not ideal. Musketeers might have been looking ahead as this Friday, Xavier takes on fifth-ranked Houston. Cincinnati? Bearcats back in action as well in College Hoops tonight. They are 5-0 and and will face Howard. If you're wondering, Ohio State and both Cincinnati receiving votes uh, to uh, make it into the top 25. That'd be pretty neat. Um, how about this? Uh, this isn't... Uh, this is good news. I want good news. We want good news. Good news, please. FC Cincinnati midfielder Luciano Acosta has been named the 2023 Landon Donovan MLS MVP. Now the uh, the tw- MVP is named after Landon Donovan. Ain't that pretty wild? But that's awesome. That is yeah, pretty I saw cool. That news. Yeah, he is um, the third member of the team this year to win an individual award, including uh, coach, coach of the year. We have defender of the year. Um, Acosta earned over sixty percent of the total vote and was named MVP. So uh, he led the Orange and Blue with seventeen goals, fourteen assists. And uh, his 17 goals were tied for second best in the MLS. And uh, his 10 assists were, it says 10 assists, 14, I don't know. Anywho, uh, how about this? He's the first uh, Cincinnati player to win an MVP award since? Joey Votto. Joey Votto back in 2010. That is correct. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. Also incredible that Joe Burrow hasn't won the MVP yet. Not yet. I thought this was going to be the year. and um, Definitely not the year for Joe Burrow. It it won't be. But, you know, he has that potential. So 
But uh, still, this, this is, is awesome. Exciting you time. Know, it's been a few years of building up and getting used to the MLS for, for FC Cincinnati, and it just seems like things have come together so nicely this year. And so we got to... We got to be Columbus. Yeah. Got to be Columbus uh, next and keep moving toward a championship. That is the big one. After beating Philadelphia, now it is the Hell is Real Derby, and it is the uh, third installment of the series, and it is for the conference final and uh, Saturday. Yeah. Exciting stuff. So I finally, we found, it took me a while, but we did find some good news. Some good news. uh, Out of this week. Absolutely. Let's get to, let's get to traffic and weather, which uh, weather at least is not good news. I don't know about traffic. I don't have great news for traffic either. Oh boy. Sorry. Traffic, a service of Rose Automotive, pre-owned vehicles on Erie Highway in Hamilton on the web at roseautomotivegroup.com. We'll find some good news throughout the show. Yeah, we'll, well, we, Just we got right the now. good news of Jesus Christ, and that's all that really matters in the end. But, uh, yeah, some bad news on the traffic front. Two lanes blocked um, with an accident in the Dayton area, southbound 75 at Stanley, and you're stop and go back toward Benchwood, and uh, they're saying on the traffic map, that it might be about an hour delay for you at this point. Uh, the Cincinnati area, not looking much better. Accident on the right shoulder of westbound 275 at the 71 interchange, and so you're running slow. Uh, back past Ward's Corner, southbound 71, you are solidly slow from Fields Ertle down toward the Norwood Lateral, also heavy northbound 71 from the lateral up toward Ronald Reagan. Southbound 75, accident on the right shoulder at Ronald Reagan. You're stacked up through the Lachlan split behind that one. Eastbound 74 is slow from North Bend into the 75 interchange. In northern Kentucky, northbound 7175, slow from Turfway up to the Cut in the Hill, northbound 471. The slowdown starts around Alexandria Pike, and you'll remain slow until you get to the river. All right, now for weather, as Paul said... Put a coat on your kiddos today. They will probably keep it on. You know, remember to bring it home from school, that is. Mostly sunny skies today in Cincinnati. Breezy with a high of 31, but that breeziness is going to make it feel like we're in the 20s today. A few clouds tonight with an overnight low of 19. Mostly sunny and milder tomorrow. We'll get to a high of 46 degrees downright balmy miami miami valley dayton area morning clouds and flurries then becoming partly sunny today with a high of just 30 degrees partly cloudy tonight with an overnight low of 18 mostly sunny and warmer tomorrow with a high around 43 degrees today is tuesday november the 28th the feast of saint catherine labore pray for us 12 past now matt Let's take a look at This Week in Catholic History with Kevin Schmeezing. He's the author of A Catholic Pilgrimage Through American History. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Let's start off with some Carmelite history. Some Carmelite history. It's a chapter of church history that lies at the intersection of the lives of two well-known saints. The reform of the Carmelite order this week in 1568. Mount Carmel is in Palestine. It's the spot where Jewish tradition holds. The showdown occurred between the prophet Elijah and the prophets of the false god Baal. During the crusading period in the 12th century, a group of pilgrims formed a community there, and that developed into the order of Mount Carmel, the Carmelites. 
As the Crusaders retreated, the Carmelites returned to Europe, and they spread there, including in Spain, where Teresa of Jesus entered the convent at Avila in 1535. Teresa was convinced that the order had strayed from its original spirit and so determined to restore its focus on discipline and prayer. The reformed branch of the order would be known as discalced, meaning without shoes. They wore sandals. She founded a reformed house for women in 1562, and a year later, St. John of the Cross joined the men's order. After he was ordained in 1567, he met St. Teresa, who inspired him to undertake a similar reform. So on November 28th, this week in 1568, John and another friar founded the first reformed house for men, which developed into the separate order of discalced Carmelites, and so this date is often seen as the founding of the new order. St. Teresa and St. John faced an array of challenges within the Carmelites and the church more generally, but they managed to weather the storms. Both of them became canonized saints, of course, but also great mystics and doctors of the church. The discalced Carmelites spread around the world. Today, there are about 4,000 friars and 12,000 nuns, including in the United States, where they have houses from Boston to Colorado to, appropriately enough, Carmel, California. The discalced Carmelites, this week, 1568. All right, since you mentioned California, you got to head over to the other big state, Texas, and mention some history related to there. Yeah, Matt, uh, this one has an entire chapter in my book, but I'll give you the short version of the story. Uh, it's the dedication of St. Mary's Cathedral in Galveston, Texas, this week in 1848. There were Franciscan missions in Texas as early as the 1600s, but the status of the church there was unstable in the face of hostility from natives, and then strife between Anglo settlers and Hispanic residents. Texas rebelled and achieved independence from Mexico in the 1830s, at which point French priests coming from the U.S. began working in the region. One of those was Jean-Marie Odin, who would become the first bishop of the new diocese of Galveston in 1847. The Church of St. Mary was the first church in Galveston, that's an island city in the Gulf of Mexico, Odin had himself paid most of the cost for the original modest wood frame structure, but with the establishment of the new diocese and the continued growth of the local church, there was quickly need for a new building. So construction began in 1847, half a million bricks to make a grand cruciform Gothic edifice. Overcoming financial and weather obstacles, the structure arose in due course, and the Cathedral of St. Mary was dedicated by Bishop Odin on November 26, this week in 1848. In a letter after the ceremony, he wrote, This building, which gave me so much anxiety, will, I hope, contribute to the strengthening and the propagation of the faith. In 1878, a statue of Mary, Star of the Sea, was added to one of the cathedral's three towers. By that time, Odin was gone. He died during the First Vatican Council in 1870. His church still stands, though barely. It was one of the few buildings still erect after the deadly 1900 Galveston hurricane, and it was sorely tested again by Hurricane Ike in 2008. Damage from that storm put it out of commission for a few years, but it reopened in 2014, and it remains one of two cathedrals for what is now the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. The Basilica and Cathedral of St. Mary's in Galveston, this week, 1848. And you mentioned that you highlight this in your book, A Catholic Pilgrimage Through American History. If our listeners want to get a copy of that, what's a good way to do so? Well, they can go to a local Catholic bookstore or Amazon or any online seller as well. You can go straight to sunrisemorningshow.com. We'll link you right on through. Kevin Schmeezing, thank you as always. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Matt. You too. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Matt. 17 past. We're back with traffic and weather right after this. 
I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home to Faith with Steve Ray will answer the question, is the Mass a sacrifice? Alan Migliorato will share the Adventure Catholic Parenting Tip this week. I'll reflect on the story of St. Catherine Laboree with frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. That's this afternoon beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on the road to Christ the King. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Trinity Church Supply, providing church supplies and religious gifts worldwide. From Catholic greeting cards, books, and willow tree, to sterling silver medals, rosaries, sacramental gifts, and statues. Trinity Church Supply, 5479 North Bend Road. Food makes the party. And you can find the perfect party foods at Bridgetown Finer Meats, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. From mini sandwiches to their jumbo pretzel sandwich, meat and cheese or vegetable and relish trays, Bridgetown Finer Meats can make hosting a party a breeze. And choose your wine while you're there. The BFM Wine Shop has high-quality wines from all over the world. Bridgetown Finer Meats on Bridgetown Road, 513-574-3100, on the web at bridgetownfinermeats.com. Offering Catholic retreats based on Ignatian spirituality, the Jesuit Spiritual Center invites you to a weekend of prayer and renewal. As you begin a new year, take time to slow down, refocus, and experience the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. Register now at JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. That's JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. JesuitSpiritualCenter.com. Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org. 19 past now on the Sunrise Morning Show in this traffic report, a service of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick and GMC in Eaton, Ohio, on the web at larkincobb.com. Happy to report the accident on southbound 75 at Stanley has been cleared up. Still got a backup to burn off here. So you're running slow from Benchwood on down, but uh, the delay will not be quite as bad as things start kind of speeding up through there. Still got the accident on the right shoulder of southbound 75 at Ronald Reagan in the Cincinnati area, which has you stacked up behind it. Back towards Sharon Road, uh, westbound 275. Still have the accident on the right shoulder that's slowing things down back toward Ward's Corner. Uh, southbound 71 itself still slow from Field Zertle down to the Norwood Lateral. Um, let's see, eastbound 74. You're still on the brakes from North Bend into the 75 interchange. Northbound 7175 just saw a new accident reported blocking the left lane at Turfway, and so uh, you're backed up past Burlington Pike, and you'll remain slow until you get to the river. Northbound 471, you're on the brakes from Alexandria Pike up to the river. Now for weather, mostly sunny skies today in Cincinnati, a high of 31, but it'll be windy, and so the wind chill will make it feel like we're in the 20s today. Get your coat. Few clouds tonight with an overnight low of 19, mostly sunny and milder tomorrow with a high of 46. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, some morning clouds and flurries, then becoming partly sunny today with a high of 30. Partly cloudy skies tonight and an overnight low of 18. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow and much warmer with a high of 43 degrees. Always got to love it when much warmer is followed by a temperature in the 40s. 
that is, you know, this is our world here in the tri-state region. All right, join me now in the prayer for Ohio. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Ever-living God, you give life and desire a future for all your children. Take hold of our nation, state, and community, and awaken in every heart, offer the gift of life. Send your spirit to strengthen us with wisdom and fortitude as we defend mothers and children in Ohio from laws that disregard their health and safety. Mary and Joseph trusted in you and welcomed Jesus into our broken world. Father, we ask their intercession to protect the preborn and their mothers and to guide all parents in raising their children. May they help us build a civilization of love by upholding the sacredness of life, preserving parental rights, and accompanying pregnant women in need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of the Family, pray for us. St. Joseph, Protector of the Unborn, pray for us. Dr. Jared Stout joins us next. It's 22 past. Let there be light are the first words that God spoke in the Bible. But even though we chose the darkness of sin, Father Rob Jack reflects on how God overcame the darkness by sending us the light of the world for Sacred Heart Radio's Christmas newsletter. And to bring the light of the world to everyone, use the QR card that we sent so everyone can download the Sacred Heart Radio app. Then on Wednesday, December 6th, local Catholics will prove to those pushing to silence pro-life radio that we are an immovable by raising $60,000 during Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive. And with our Pledge Drive on the Feast of St. Nicholas, you'll meet the big man himself that delivered the Sunrise Morning Show on video. You'll also read how we're planning to sweeten the deal when Sacred Heart Radio visits your parish, along with the updated program schedule and more. To receive the Christmas newsletter with the QR card, visit sacredheartradio.com and click on Newsletter Sign Up. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles, featuring beautiful nativities and advent wreaths, plus your children can drop a letter to St. Nicholas in their special mailbox. St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles in Miamisburg, online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com. Our bodies are a gift of God, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Just as the human body ought to be treated with respect and dignity in life, so it is meant to be treated after death. The Cincinnati Catholic Cemetery Society can help make advance arrangements with their Catholic funeral plan. Pre-planning is especially important to those preparing to enroll in Medicare. It also ensures that you make the arrangements you want, leaving your family without the hardship of planning while grieving. Find out more at 557-2306, extension 319, or online at cccsohio.org. Hi, this is John Kennedy, a State Farm agent and a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. If you need life insurance, I can help process the best options for you and your family. You can reach me at 859-485-2000 or online at johnkennedyinsurance.com. Sacred Heart Radio is blessed to have the support of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC in Eaton, Ohio, offering a wide range of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs with on-site financing. Larkin Cobb, close to Eaton, Richmond, Dayton, and Brookville. On the web at larkincobb.com. us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Dr. Jared Stout. We've been going through his book, How the Eucharist Can Save Civilization from Tan Books. Good morning, Dr. Stout. Good morning. So we have spent any number of weeks pulling back the veil, so to speak, uh, to learn what is actually happening in reality at the Mass. And it's really amazing 
having learned all of this, that we can sit, stand, kneel mindlessly and focus on our fingernails while, you know, our Eucharistic Lord is being elevated in front of us at the consecration. And then we march up to communion like we would approach a vending machine. But what is the invitation that is extended to us in the liturgy to participate? The Mass helps us to achieve the purpose of our existence, mm. right? God made us to be in communion with Him, to, to be in perfect happiness through this communion with Him and other people. And this is what's offered to us at Mass. But I think the deepest way of understanding this is that the Mass is the perfect offering that Jesus made of Himself to the Father, this offering of ob- obedience, but ultimately of love completely gives himself to the Father, but he draws us into that. And so the way that we actively participate at Mass is to focus on that gift of Jesus to the Father and to unite ourselves to it, um, where the sacrifice then becomes our sacrifice as well. Yeah, you've got this incredible quote from St. Pagetan in in this section of your chapter he says do not receive christ in the blessed sacrament so that you may use him as you judge best but give yourself to him and let him receive you in this sacrament so that he himself god your savior may do to you and through you whatever he wills i mean what an opportunity here can you unpack that quote for us well, you know, when we go up to communion, a lot of times we think of just receiving. But Jesus is giving himself to us. Well, great, right? What does that mean, though? Like, what, what do we do with this great gift? And, you know, when you think of communion, it's to be a, as one with, right? But that works both ways. And I think this quote from St. Cajetan helps us to understand that communion is not actually just receiving Jesus, It's meant to go both ways, that we should be giving ourselves to him, that we should be putting ourselves at his disposal, but the two become one flesh, right? It's a a kind of marital union that we're offered in communion. And if we're really being transformed by receiving the body of Christ, right, that we're being transformed ever more into Christ, and that should change everything that we do, that, as he said, you know, that we are put at God's disposal. Wow. It just gives me chills. Um, Literally, I have chills. Just like this quote and and your explanation, just incredible. So I hope that any of us listening to you right now um, don't want to spend mass, you know, staring at our fingernails or approaching communion like a vending machine. So I think part of breaking out of that trend, Dr. Stout, is is really understanding the the way, like what we do at Mass, the sitting, the standing, the kneeling, how all of that, those different postures are meant to to actually help us, the actions that that become so commonplace to us that we that we kind of do them mindlessly. Um, if we actually think about what they are meant to do can help us better enter into the Mass and actively participate. So You've got an excellent couple of paragraphs in here explaining all of that. Can you give us the rundown? Well, essentially, it's it's a kind of pilgrimage. 
right? That when you come into the church, you, you're leaving the world behind and you're entering into this sacred space that it's, you could say almost like a time portal, but it's more like a space portal, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you're, you're coming into Christ's heavenly court. And so what do you, you walk in, what do you do? You, you dip your fingers in the holy water, which is meant to, to be a sign of the renewal of your baptism, a sign that you've been saved by water. But it is an important way of saying that I'm coming into this sacred space and I need to be prepared for that. Um, and then you, you know, you genuflect, you acknowledge the presence of Christ, that you are here with him. And then during the, the mass, I mean, even something as simple as making the sign of the cross, right? But it's you're being marked by the crucifixion and the most holy trinity. I mean, the two most important things that we believe, and that disposes us our entire selves to enter into this worship. Um, and when we go through the, you know, the, the, the whole structure of the mass, right? We see that the beginning is very preparatory that we're coming in. We're asking the Lord for his mercy. We're asking for the forgiveness of our sins because we need to be made ready to enter into the mysteries. We give God praise and we glorify him. Um, then, you know, we sit and, you know, sitting is a, is a recent gesture at the Mass. Mm. You know, traditionally, mm-hmm. we'd stand the whole time and then we, and during the Middle Ages, we began kneeling um, at certain parts of the Mass. But um, the listening is attentiveness, right, that, that you're coming to conform yourself to the Word of God, who is Christ. The Word became flesh, right? So we're, 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 we're meeting Him in two different ways. The liturgy of the word is a a conforming of our mind and our hearts through this attentiveness. The liturgy of the Eucharist is then conforming ourselves to his action um, in the world, of course, which is this great sacrifice. But, you know, we stand, we stand at attention, right, to honor the king. We kneel down as a kind of submission of ourselves to him. Um, The heart of the mass is the offering, right? So, you know, when I, I watch people kind of like walking around or, or doing things during mass, and it's like during that time in the consecration, you know, we have the words of institution, this is my body, this is my blood. I want to say, everybody, now's the moment, right? You know, and even my own kids, I'm like, yeah, this you know, is what I do with my kids. On the back, like, yep. okay, this is it now. This is the main event. <laughs> exactly. Like, pay attention, you know? <laughs> it's like, and we're kneeling down and, and really we're trying to enter into that, right? That's the heart of everything. So you kind of look at, at the mass building up to that moment, right? You know, you come in, you ask for mercy, you give God praise, you attend to the word, and then you have the, the offertory. It's kind of like preparatory for the sacrifice. But then this is the center. And then from here, it's like the unfolding of the gift, right? It, after the Eucharistic prayer, we turn more towards then preparation for communion. You know, the Lamb of God, right? Why do we say Lamb of God? Because the sacrifice of Jesus makes him to be the new Passover lamb. And during the Passover, right, you have to consume the flesh of the lamb. Um, And even the prayers at this point become more preparatory towards that reception. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. Mm. The priest says additional prayers of preparation for communion. I think it would be great, actually, if we as the laity also prayed them. There's two very beautiful prayers traditionally that are said before communion. And in the East, at the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, the whole congregation uh, recites a preparatory prayer 
to receive communion out loud together. Wow. And um, but we we want to make sure that we're ready. And I've I've said before, right, to even make that choice. Like, Lord, I want to come into communion with you today. Lord, receive me into this mystery. Open my heart. You know, and and what do we say? You know, that the Lord is coming uh, under our roof. What does that mean? That that we have a home. We're well ourselves, right? And we're welcoming welcoming the King into our home, and we need to receive Him, you know, with a lot of attention, with a lot of love, um, to really have this encounter with Him. And then at the end, the, the kind of the last part of the Mass, we are being sent. Um, if you encounter Christ, you will be sent, right? That He wants you to extend His presence into the world, and you know, go. The Mass is ended, is what we say, but ite misa est, and it's kind of like go you know, the things are sent, right? What yeah. what are the things that are sent? Well, it's the, the holy gift of the Eucharist, but it's also you. Yeah. You are being sent, right? You have a mission. You say mass comes from this missio, the, the mission, the being sent out into the world. Dr. Stott, if there was one thing that you would encourage folks to do to better help them enter into the mass while they're there, uh, what would you suggest? Okay, well, I'm actually going to give you two things, two okay, for the price fair. of one here. That's fair. Right? You know, um, one of the things that I'm really big on is saying a, a prayer before Mass. You know, to like you come into Mass, what do you do? There's very beautiful prayers that have been written. There's one that I suggest in the book and that I pray myself before every Mass. Eternal Father, I unite myself with the intentions and affections of Our Lady of Sorrows on Calvary. And I offer you the sacrifice which your beloved son made of himself on the cross and which he now renews on this holy altar uh, to adore you, that is to give you praise, to give you glory, to thank you, to make reparation for sin and to implore grace and mercy, right? Those are the, the four major actions. But when we say that prayer, it helps us to get into that disposition, yeah. to glorify God, uh, to give him thanks, to make reparation and, and to beseech his mercy. These are the four major acts of the mass. Okay, the second thing that I would recommend is to follow the Mass in, you know, like a kind of missile, some kind of book, because as you're looking at the words, it just helps us to be a bit more attentive to what's mm -hmm. actually happening at the Mass and to pray the Mass rather than letting it just kind of rush past us. I like it. I like it a lot. Very cool. Thank you so much, Dr. Jared Stout. The book is called How the Eucharist Can Save Civilization. It is excellent and really encourage you to pick up a copy, perhaps for someone you love for Christmas. Tanbooks.com is where you can find it. Also linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Dr. Stout, really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. It's 36 minutes past the hour now. It is time for news. Pope Francis continues to recover from flu-like symptoms over the weekend. The Holy See Press Director, Matteo Bruni, said yesterday the Holy Father has no fever and is in a good, stable condition. But in order to facilitate his recovery, some important engagements scheduled for the next few days have been postponed so that he can devote the necessary time and energy to him. The Pope is looking ahead to a weekend trip to the United Arab Emirates for the COP28 summit. Israel and Hamas are agreeing to a pause in fighting for another two days. Trey Thomas has more. 
National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Hamas has agreed to release another 20 hostages over that time. The humanitarian pause has already brought a halt to the fighting together with a surge of humanitarian assistance. Kirby said he believes less than 10 Americans are still being held by the militant group. The White House is calling for a longer pause to allow the release of all hostages. I'm Trey Thomas. The Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem has applauded the ceasefire and the release of the hostages so far, calling it a first step toward ending the war. Cardinal Pierre Batista Pizzaballa told Vatican News that even if displaced people wanted to return to their homes in Gaza, this possibility does not exist currently. He said Christians who are locked inside that small church compound can hardly take it anymore. But as long as there are no clear political perspectives or clarity about the next phases, this is still not possible and can also be dangerous. And a Catholic priest and missionary in Mali has been released after a year of being held hostage by al-Qaeda-linked militants. From Vatican Radio, Joseph Tollick reports. The German missionary Hans-Joachim Lora had been living in Mali for more than 30 years when he was kidnapped last November. Diplomatic and security sources attributed his disappearance to the al-Qaeda-linked Islam and Muslim support group. Now, however, he has been released. His freedom was apparently negotiated directly by the German government, which brought him straight back to the country on a special flight. The Vatican news agency Fides notes that the circumstances surrounding the freeing of Father Loga are not clear. Germany still has a military contingent in Mali as part of the UN peacekeeping mission MINUSMA. It will be phased out at the end of the year, as requested by the military, which took power in a coup in 2020. Father Laura's release, which occurred on Sunday evening, was announced by representative of the Malian government and by church officials, who spoke on condition of anonymity. In the course of his 30 years in Mali, Father Laura, known locally as Hayo, had worked at the country's Islamic Christian Formation Institute and been director of its Faith and Encounter Center. He was on his way to celebrate Mass for a community of religious sisters in Kalabankura when he disappeared. Father Laura is the second German to be released in the Sahel in less than a year, after aid worker Jörg Langer, who was kidnapped on the 11th of April 2018 in western Niger and released in December 2022. A number of foreign hostages, including a South African and an Italian couple with their son, are still being held in the region. They hope to soon join Father Laura in gaining their freedom. I'm Joseph Tullock. 839 now on the Sunrise Morning Show and Sports on Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine online at beaconortho.com. Here's Paul Lachman. Thank you very much, Anna Mitchell. Bengals star quarterback is on the mend officially. Zach Taylor told the media yesterday that Joe Burrow underwent wrist surgery yesterday and is expected to make a full recovery. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, bad news was Joe Burrow suffered a torn ligament in his throwing hand during the Week 11 loss to the Ravens. Bengals sit in last place, 5-6 and six in uh, the AFC North, and will visit a uh, good team next Monday. They will play the uh, Jacksonville Jags. How about this? Xavier dropped to 4-3 and three in the college basketball season after a 78-76 heartbreaking loss. To Oakland, Xavier might have been looking ahead as they host fifth-ranked Houston on Friday. How about tonight? Cincinnati Bearcats in action. They visit Howard, or Cincinnati is 5-0 and and visits Howard. They're on the road at Howard? That can't be right. All right, that's a check-in on sports. We got more on the Sunrise Morning Show right after this. Why do so many businesses choose to underwrite Sacred Heart Radio? 
It's because our radio signals reach over 600,000 Catholics locally who've told us they want to use the businesses they hear on Sacred Heart Radio. Listeners that are also in the perfect target consumer group, according to our latest survey. And this is the ideal time to get your business in front of our listeners with our special Christmas underwriting packages. To find out more, email me, Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com. That's Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com. Family, thank you for putting a Sacred Heart Radio bumper magnet on your vehicle. Because our recent listener survey told us just how many of you started listening after seeing one of our bumper magnets. In fact, some have declared that our bumper magnets are life changers. So to change lives, just take a drive. Showing off your Sacred Heart Radio bumper magnet. Now they're free, so to get one or a stack for your parish, go to sacredheartradio.com and click Signs and Magnets. That's sacredheartradio.com. Click Signs and Magnets. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery, and he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700, online at beaconortho.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Rose Automotive, serving the Hamilton area with a wide selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Rose Automotive, celebrating over 30 years of automotive excellence. On Erie Highway in Hamilton, roseautomotivegroup.com. Have you used our QR code to download the Sacred Heart Radio app? The app lets you hear Sacred Heart Radio from anywhere and gives you access to the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith podcast. To get the app, visit sacredheartradio.com and scan the QR code. May I prove to you, my love, O heart of Jesus, by a spirit of self-sacrifice for your interests. May each sacrifice made for your love draw me nearer to you by increasing in the spirit of self-sacrifice. May I become more like you, O heart of my Jesus, may the same spirit be propagated throughout the whole world, O heart of my Jesus, and may it hasten the church's triumph. Amen. It's time for our weekly Old Testament Bible study again here on the Sunrise Morning Show. We've been using a Catholic guide to the Old Testament from Ascension Press. Go to ascensionpress.com slash Old Testament to get a copy for yourself or a loved one who might benefit from such a thing. And we're back here with Dr. Jeffrey Morrow, one of the contributors to the guide. Good morning, Dr. Morrow. Good morning. It's wonderful to be back. It is wonderful to have you back. And we are transitioning into what we call the wisdom books of the Bible. And starting in on the book of Job today, uh, can you, first of all, just talk about why Job is listed as a wisdom book and not like uh, one of the history books that we just got done discussing? Sure. So the reason this is part of the wisdom literature is because of the focus on the, the lessons that are learned. So the wisdom literature is often, most of them are written in ways that, and in a sense, Gentiles can understand. Um, they don't need the Torah, etc. And so it's written in ways that they can understand God's laws and God's messages. And so it's kind of part of that in the sense of the, the meaning of suffering. Nice. So aside from Job himself, who are some of the characters that we meet in this book? Well, one of the most important we meet is Satan. 
In fact, this is one of only three parts of the Old Testament that mentions Satan explicitly. We often think of Genesis um, and the serpent, but the serpent is actually never explicitly identified as Satan. We only hear about Satan in Zechariah, First Chronicles, and the book of Job. We also have Job's wife and his three friends, and then, of course, God. God enters the picture in the beginning and in the end. Well, it's always good when God happens to be a character in here. So take us through the narrative, the story of this book. Certainly. So the book begins with a narrative, a prose uh, prologue, and it ends with an epilogue that's narrative. And the rest is kind of poetic dialogue, which is the largest portion of the book of Job. So it begins with God speaking to the angels, and the devil, the Satan, appears, and he he kind of talks to God about about Job because the, the Lord brings up Job, saying that he's a righteous man. And the devil basically says he's only righteous because he, he's not suffering. But if, we, if he suffers, then he, he'll curse you to your face. And so there's several levels of suffering that Job then undergoes. The, the, the Lord allows the devil to harm uh, Job first, right, with his family and wealth, and then with his own body. And we see his friends come around him, and they basically um, spout a theology that we hear very often, which is really bad, bad theology. And it's that if you're suffering, it's because you've done something wrong. Any suffering that you do is your own fault. And if you're holy, you're not going to suffer. And so they accuse Job of sins, saying that he must have sinned in some way. And he's defending himself, saying he doesn't understand his suffering because he's, he's not seeing the sin. He's living a righteous life, and eventually God answers, and God appears, and in a sense criticizes, um, he chastises the friends. It is interesting how there could be such a thing as the so-called prosperity gospel right. with the book of Job in the Bible. I know, I agree, yeah. So, I mean, obviously this theme of, of suffering is paramount in the book. Can you talk a little bit more about what God has to say about that? Yeah, I would say that God what God doesn't actually give us a, a clear answer to suffering other than himself. And this is where I think there's two really important books I would recommend. One is Peter Kreeft's Three Philosophies of Life, where he walks through Job is one of the three books. And Pope St. John Paul II, Salvafici Dolores, his apostolic letter on the Christian meaning of suffering. And both help us to understand Job in that really the answer that God gives him is the really only answer we can ever truly have, and that is the presence of God himself. That suffering is not an intellectual matter, the problem of suffering, as we usually treat it. But it's a call to the need of God. And suffering does not necessarily separate us from God, but God is present there when we suffer. And ultimately, really, there's no answer apart from God's fulfillment of living a human life in Jesus and suffering, human suffering. And that really becomes the ultimate answer. It's in Christ that we find the ultimate meaning, the problem of the book of Job, which is provisionally provided for us at the end, where God actually appears and gives his presence. And his presence enough satisfies Job. And what a lesson for us, don't you think, Dr. Morrow, the difference between how how Job looks at, at his life and how his friends look at his life and, and to God as well? That's right. Yeah. I mean, so God, in a sense, chastises Job in the sense of, 
you know, you, you can't fathom these things, right? If we look at, there's a wonderful commentary in the book of Job by St. Thomas Aquinas, and he goes through and explains, you know, that this suffering, the mystery of suffering is something we can't fully understand because we don't have the whole picture, but God does. And that's one of the things that he tells Job is you're not going to fully understand this. You're not meant to, but I'm here with you. And then, he, yeah, the friends don't get it. It's not, not all of our sufferings are a cause of sin. They can be, but they're not necessarily. Um, and God is present there. He took it on himself as yeah. well. I mean, there you have it. Uh, Job makes a lot more sense in, in light of the incarnation, don't you think? That's exactly right. In the way that God meets us in suffering, he took it upon himself. And, and with Christ now, suffering becomes a means of love. What we see, we see Job perfected. He's already holy, but his holiness grows and is perfected through what he suffers. When God takes on human suffering in the person of Jesus as the Christ, now he carves out a path for us where we can suffer and embrace it for love of others. We can willingly take on suffering, and we can willingly embrace the suffering we don't speak. And it becomes an act of love to help others around us. We turn suffering into something that's vain. It becomes holy. It becomes a form of prayer. And we then grow in holiness through embracing it, and we can offer it for others and help them as well. Yeah. We sanctify suffering. We sanctify ourselves in the suffering, and we sanctify others through our suffering. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Jeffrey Morrow. If you want to study along with us, pick up a copy of A Catholic Guide to the Old Testament from Ascension Press. The website to get it is ascensionpress.com slash Old Testament, or you can find it linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Click on the show notes for today. We're back right after this. It's 10 Tilt. Business owners are starting to think outside the box to find new customers. You can reach millions of engaged Catholic listeners by underwriting the Sunrise Morning Show. Each weekday morning, listeners across the U.S. and around the globe can hear your message for your business, ministry, or nonprofit on the Sunrise Morning Show. To find out how it works, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com. Offering Catholic retreats based on Ignatian spirituality, the Jesuit Spiritual Center invites you to a weekend of prayer and renewal. As you begin a new year, take time to slow down, refocus, and experience the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. Register now at jesuitspiritualcenter.com. Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. That's jesuitspiritualcenter.com. Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. Current events remind us that life can change without warning. The team at Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery is available to assist you in planning for the inevitable. The Catholic Church teaches the importance of a respectful Christian burial for the body, which was a temple of the Holy Spirit. This includes cremated remains. Give the gift of peace of mind to your family and be assured that your faithful intentions are secured. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org. Support us from Solidarity HealthShare. Is inflation making you feel frustrated and out of control when it comes to your expenses? We have a solution. It's Solidarity HealthShare. 
With Solidarity HealthShare, you control what doctors you go to and how much you spend with pricing options that start as low as $384 for families. Take control of your health care and your budget with Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688. Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688. Well, you may have gotten an email today, I did, from Ryan Lopez, and Ryan had some wonderful things to say about the benefits of Catholic Radio, and of course it had those dreaded two words that every nonprofit knows on the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Giving Tuesday, it is, of course, a major day for people to be generous towards nonprofits. Now, we're aiming ahead towards our pledge drive, which will be on December the 6th. That's our one-day pledge drive, but... While you're in your generous giving and you've got so many good causes to support, I mean, if you're looking for causes to support, just listen around Sacred Heart Radio during the day and you'll hear incredible things that people are doing all over. But I would like, Anna Mitchell, for people to remember that one of the ways that you learn about those cool things is because we have an outlet like Sacred Heart Radio to provide a platform, an audience, a microphone for those great causes to get out, for that great news to get out, for those great prayer requests. As I mention all the time, when I hear your news, I just think this is my prayer request list. Mm -hmm. This is an important voice. So as you're thinking through your Giving Tuesday giving, please do consider Sacred Heart Radio in the mix. And, and you can give online at sacredheartradio.com. There's a donate button right there with a couple of options. Yeah, and if you need to wait until you get your paycheck at the end of the month, uh, Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive, as Matt was just saying, um, almost this coming Wednesday. It'll be tomorrow is Wednesday. It's not tomorrow. It's, a, it's week, a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, December 6th, the Feast of St. Nicholas. A great day to be generous as we celebrate the man who inspired Santa Claus and generosity and celebrate. We may even have a live visit for our YouTube audience from St. Nicholas in the studio. I know. As a matter of fact, I would practically guarantee it. You know what? I know a guy. I know a guy, too. I know a guy. And we've invited That would be a good him. day to watch the YouTube stream. We've invited him in studio. In fact, we will be live streaming all of our live hours of the Pledge Drive on video on December the 6th. So you can tune in and see how all of us are looking in our Sacred Heart Radio gear for the Pledge Drive. When we're trying to raise $60,000 in one day, and that's really just a drop in the bucket when you think about it, how much... We need to keep this radio station running day in and day out to provide you and anyone else with 24-7 free, authentically Catholic programming. And we, you know, take a couple of times a year to ask if you can help us expand this mission. We've, of course, expanded this year into the realm of video because we are committed, whether we like it or not, we are committed to bringing our programming to anyone who is out there looking for the voice of Christ. And we want to be there in all of the ways that people consume their media, how they like to consume their media. And people like to watch videos while they're listening. And so here we are on here video are. on the Sunrise Morning Show. So, and you never know who's going to benefit from that gift. St. Nicholas gave anonymously, right? And uh, there's going to be somebody flipping through who catches Catholic Radio. I hear this all the time in regard to the journey home because I get those listener emails and viewer emails too mm -hmm. from someone who's flipping through the radio, hears a story, and gets absorbed in it. 
And uh, these are the gifts that you give to your local Catholic community when you give at sacredheartradio.com. Anna Mitchell, I just want to correct your language. You said that this, that your donation will be a drop in the bucket of the goal we got to hit. I'm going to say, you should have said, it'll be a coin in the stocking. Oh, neat. Of I like the, that. Uh, of the goal. The one-day yeah. goal of $60,000. But I'd say if you give the day, we'll count it towards that goal. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Sacredheartradio.com. Click on Donate. We're so grateful. It's the 28th. Give $28. I don't know. We're back again tomorrow. May God bless you and keep you and grant you his peace. If you're planning to give an end-of-the-year gift to Sacred Heart Radio, we are grateful. And there are several ways to give, including a stock gift through your IRA or a donor-advised fund. There's planned giving, employee matching funds. You can send a check, donate online, and more. Contact your financial advisor for more information on the tax benefits of donating to Sacred Heart Radio. And to see and read about all the ways to give, visit sacredheartradio.com and click on Ways to Give. Support is for MediShare. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. 513-451-4800 and Hoting.com. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Diamond and CBN are the most advanced cutting tools because they are the hardest materials known. These enable you to machine three to eight times faster compared to carbide while reducing downtime for tool changes by 90%. Improve your productivity when machining hard, cast, and powdered metals or difficult-to-machine materials. Find out more at TheAbrasiveOne.com. That's the number one, TheAbrasiveOne.com. Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513-271-2332 or on the web at wimberglandscaping.com. That's wimberglandscaping.com. This is Deacon Mike Erb with St. Ignatius of Loyola Parish in Mumford Heights. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more 